front of mind, back of ass. Gaggle. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Two stone balls. Sorry about the whole weed thing. Drag taste. Not a grill, it's a smoker. Shout out. Shout out. This is a new live son of a bitch. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. What? 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 That beat the nah, nigga's weed. Oh, the bowl after bowl guy? Guilty as charged. It is November 8th, 2022. Under the full moon tonight, you're listening to episode 203 of Bowl After Bowl. I am Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And you're the bowlers. Welcome. Welcome back, welcome. If it's your first time, don't matter. We love having you either way, whether you're listening live on the No Agenda stream, live on the Bowl After Bowl stream at stream.bowlafterbowl.com, or any time in the future, from now till Armageddon, when the uh, server gets nuked and uh, we don't have no intranets anymore. But uh, we plan on serving... We plan on serving these MP3s up until that point, at least. Fuck, maybe we figure something out after then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we got the we get the backups. Get the backups. So uh, the EMP will not deter us from our mission. Damn it! We're gonna be putting it out there. Yeah, delivering bowl after bowl every Tuesday. Yeah, till you're uh, absolutely sick. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Maybe even uh, maybe even after that too. Probably. Some of you are like, I've been sick. Yes. <laughs> well, that's too bad. I still keep coming. Light another one. Hee <laughs> hee, ho ho. Ho ho, hee hee, ho. Yeah. How's it going? It's going. That moon is uh, behind a blanket of clouds, man. But I can feel it out there. I yeah. Feel it. I can feel it in me bones. It is a wicked dumb day. <laughs> if you're here in the United States of America. Because it's election day. Yeah, wicked dumb day. And uh, voting is a shit coin. Why do it? I don't know. We did, though. We did. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Why? Uh, well, I guess it's close. So there's that. You got that going for you. Is um, it, though? <laughs> I mean, close to our house is what I mean. Oh, yes. The polls are close to uh, the place where we live. We were going to drive by, so why not stop? It's minimal effort. And fill in some bubbles. And, uh... Even even though it's minimal effort, the uh, effort to effect ratio is still way off kilter. And you really just feel like you're uh, pissing into a tornado. <laughs> yeah. Hoping to water some grass. A uh, big thing on the radar in Missouri, of course, that we're keeping an eye on is this Amendment 3 question. Yep, that's uh, New Approaches, Legal Missouri 2022. Yes, should, uh, should weed be... Mm. 
legal, it made, as they call it. <laughs> yeah. Their or, framework here. Their framework of legality. Yeah. Changing the criminalizations into the constitution, the state constitution. Yeah. Should weed penalties be uh, enshrined into the state constitution, among other things? Well. Should, uh, should current legal cartels in the medical industry be allowed to expand into the anybody industry? I was going to say, medical's already enshrined into the Constitution, so... Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, it's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess, but nobody consults us, you know. Yeah, no, all I want is to repeal prohibition, but no, can't just have my seeds at the hardware store, whatever. There's no slush funds to give out if we just repeal prohibition. (laughs) Can't just grow weed in my backyard. Gotta collect tax revenue, we gotta get all jacked up, get a big sack of coins to beat everybody over the head with yeah you gotta do it right you know we gotta do it right gotta do it legal yeah legal (laughs) everybody likes legal (laughs) legal not free just legal right yeah exactly but weed is still free in the bowl always has been always will be what can you do what can you do man Mm. spark one up indeed That's, that's the only thing you can do yeah yeah well you could also fuck it dude Let's go bowling. Oh, yeah, perfect timing there. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, I like to go bowling. Um, I thought you were going to say it was a wicked dumb day for other reasons. That's oh, just a wicked dumb day all around. I'm trying, you know, <laughs> yeah. the bowl is a place of uh, of relaxation and uh, letting that all kind of slip off of you and away from you and forget about all that. But uh, I just have had a black pilled couple of days. What can yeah. I say? Sometimes it sneaks through, you know, sometimes it pulls you down. Um, I mean, I had a good day with the uh, tiling, even though it wasn't many tiles that got laid down. We did uh, half of that laundry room area. Nice. So that was good. Getting that tile job all the way done eventually. But uh, we figured we'd leave a gap to be able to get in and out of the garage correctly. Because if we would have kept going, then to just go upstairs, we'd have to go outside a garage door and like all the way around the house. And you know, it was just it's like, uh, why don't we just give this area a little ways to set up? Lay the new spot next, and you know, then, then we'll be able to walk up and down at least. Yeah, just made more sense that way. So that's good. I, I can be positive, right? I can accomplish things <laughs> for other people. If it's <laughs> if it's picking things up and putting things down, I've got you. Um, at your pop's house. Yeah. What about picking things up and putting things down here? I'm picking things up and putting things <laughs> down here too. We had an awesome Sunday because we had a bowls of buds. Indeed. Yes, we kicked it with our man Fletcher. Yeah, Fletcher. Uh, if you missed that, uh, I apologize. You should get on Podverse and turn on notifications, and then your phone will like go every time we go live. We send out a pod ping, and uh, Podverse supports these live noties that you get, um, telling you, "Hey, yo, the bowl, it's on, it's live, it's lit." These guys don't uh, plan very well, but we still shout it out, man. We still let you know. Still yeah. let you know, you just got to know where to put your ear to listen. That's the beauty of the bowls with buds. We just do them whenever. That's right. The whenever, buds are available. Whenever the buds can sit down and we can like make some time and, uh, you know, not like clean up too much, but just like clear off a space to sit. They can sit down here in the bowl and uh, we just catch up, you know? It was good to catch up with Fletcher. It's been a minute since we talked to him. So uh, you can go check that out. I won't spoil it all for you, but uh, yeah, check it out. Give him a boost. That A third of the boost goes to Fletch on his note. Forever and ever. Forever. Forever, ever. That's how we roll. Uh, coming up, Bulls with Buds, 
By the way, I've been uh, kind of hint teasing dropping this here and there, but we did nail down a time for zero fee routing to sit down. I'm very pumped about it. We're going to get kind of like a post-mortem on him uh, taking off line one of the largest lightning nodes in the entire network. I think in the month of September I was looking, he was like the second most routing traffic Wow! in the entire network. So, yeah, I'm excited to sit down with him. He's in Central European time, the time zone. So it was a very tricky one to schedule. Uh, and he had a narrow window for me to choose from. So I kind of chose, like, <laughs> the only hour where I would be able to force myself awake in, which was, like, the last hour in his window, which is 7 a.m. I thought it was going to be 8 a.m. too, but then the whole... Uh, time change. Yeah, the fallback, jack, smoke crack, bullshit. Ugh. That we have to deal with. Yeah, we were like, oh, 8 a.m., that's fine. 8 a.m. is doable, right? 7 a.m. Nope. Is, 7 a.m. is also doable, but mm, effort. Wake effort and will bake. Be made. It was a little wake and bake. Wake and bake. Be some, uh, be some buds in that bowl. And yeah, coming from uh, all the way across on the other side of the pond, that should be a fun one. That should be an exciting one. So if anybody has questions for zero fee, feel free to email them in. Uh, Spencer at bullafterbull.com. Or show up in the chat, you know, bright and early with your uh, waked, baked eyes on. We'll be here holding it down. Also, the vo uh, voicemail line is another way to get it in. Uh, although we are taking topic questions tonight. So I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe after the show ends, you start spamming us with your uh, zero fee questions. Or all day tomorrow. You have all day tomorrow as well. You can text the phone lines too. Yeah, you can text it and that'll be a little easier because then I won't play it and it won't be like a red thing. Um, if it's specifically for zero, you know, we'll probably make a note of it or whatever. Like, we'll figure it out. We always figure it out, right? Right. We always figure it out. But <laughs> I know there's a lot of nody boys out there running nodes who might have some questions. I know I have a shitload that I have compiled and I've got written down uh, that I'm excited to ask him about. Uh, just really want some advice, you know? And uh, what what should I do? What should I be looking for to um kind of grow my node what's best practices what uh what are we doing wrong what's common mistakes all this kind of stuff you know i think it uh he's a great guy to learn from so that should be fun looking forward to that oh on the stupid side of things <laughs> got new phones that's that's cool it's stupid more than cool yeah more stupid than cool especially because i'm a fucking idiot i'll just be honest with everyone uh, I'm an idiot. One of my students is a T-Mobile guy, which excited me because I was like, oh, yeah, finally a phone store guy. Like, I know, kind of, you know, like, it's not like uh, these guys go way back, right? He's just a student of a class of mine, but it's a little bit more relaxed. I'm usually, like, very guarded at the phone store, but I think I should always be guarded at the phone store because yeah. when switching devices, uh, we were switching all the shit over, and then... uh Wiped the data off of the old device before the new device had fully loaded. He was just like, oh, check if your photos are pulled in or something, you know? And I was like, oh, yeah. And I was also distracted by the kids that were running around. I'm like trying to like, you know, like 60% of my attention is over there. Only 40 is here at the phones. Uh, and we did a fucking factory reset before I could pull over like my signal history, my authenticator apps, mm. my, uh, you know, check all of my... Wallets, et cetera, et cetera, et fucking cetera. So I lost a shitload of data just by being a dumb fuck. 
the part that kills me about this is I know better. And I was thinking about this because like, what do you have when you make a dumb mistake like this, when you really step in poo and like, it's your own poo. So like you pooed and then you stepped in your own poo. You just think about it a lot. And it's like one of those lessons learned where fool can't get fooled again. Yeah, exactly. But I thought about this. Um, it's the fine line between awareness and I careness. Okay. It's like, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I know that I should have my shit backed up. I know that I should quadruple check before doing something as drastically hair on fire as a factory reset on a device. I know all of these things, right? That's awareness. I'm aware. But I careness is you're aware and then you fucking actually do stuff about it, right? It's like, I know I should be doing this. And then I double check and I do it and I make sure, oh yeah, nine plus years of text message and uh, shit people have sent me over years. Oh yeah, all of that's here with me, right? And so it's another, like, I've never, ever, ever turned in an advice. This is the first time I've ever done it. And I kind of like, it hit me why, you know? Like I've never liked to do that. I never wanted to do that. Um... But it just fell for fucking money, you know? Like, oh, money. You saved some money. Yeah. yeah I, saved, I saved a lot more than money, I guess. But uh, what are you going to do, you know? It's just one of those things where it's this it's this tiny little button tap moment in time that you can either, like, yearn for to get back, which will never happen, or you can just, like, learn from and walk forward into the future. And so I got no choice. I learn, I walk forward. What can I say? You did make an attempt, though. I did. I drove all the way back there to uh, run some different uh, silly diagnostic recovery deep dive tools on it, and uh, nah. The answer was nah. Yep. So what are you going to do? Fuck it. Move on. Yeah. I'm an and idiot. don't do it again. What can I say? I would rather be burned this way by myself when I'm too lax than burned by somebody else who like wants it. Oh. It has it out for me. Yeah, bad actor. <laughs> uh, and I've spent all day just like hardening everything, just like as yeah. a like retribution against myself for letting myself slip, which I guess I needed. I don't know, man. Maybe that's just the universe saying like, hey, wake the fuck up, you know? So I'm awake now. Anyway, there's that. Can I balance it out with how proud I am of myself that my i had every i was surprised there were things where i was like oh shit i didn't double check that but then i had all my backups and all my uh passphrases and stuff i needed and my authenticator was moved i was like wow good job lorian it's nice it's nice uh (laughs) by the way all the wallets they're backed up i don't use shit you can't back up when it comes to wallets um and when it comes to wallets it, it boils down to if you own the keys, then you you have keys, and you can turn that shit back on. Because the bitcoins aren't sitting on your phone; they're in the ledger, right? And so your private key is what signs the transactions. Uh, now I have been burned before, and I will say, if you ever restore a wallet from a seed phrase, uh, personally, just from experience, I recommend considering that a hot wallet and just shooting that off into something new. Once you've typed your seed phrase into a a machine of any kind uh i would just zoom it off into a new wallet and then write that down with like a lead pencil or something 
That's good advice. And just start start with a new one. But uh, that's, you know. Another that, lesson That's learned. just another lesson. That's That's a lesson <laughs> from years ago. Yeah, but it's a good one. It's an important one. All I, these lessons, you know. Uh, no pain, no gain, I guess. I lost one thing. <laughs> My shower recordings. <laughs> oh, no. Like, if I have a tune that pops into my head or something that I want to turn into music someday no. in the first, maybe unforeseeable future, but someday, I would, like, pull my phone into the shower and, like, hum it out or sing it or whatever, mm-hmm. and I didn't have those backed up. Yeah. So, okay, I'm, like, I still fucked up. I mean, my, my biggest, uh, the biggest reason I'm kicking myself is just the pure naivete of, like, being excited that it was, like, a guy I was co- acquainted with at the phone oh. store. And that it was, like, a student of mine, right, who I'm, like, teaching web dev stuff to. And I just had, like, I don't know. Like, teaching is still relatively pretty new to me, okay? Like, I've been a leader in scouts going way back. And there's different kind of quasi-teacher roles I've had, but never directly until this. And I just, I fucked up. Like, the, the thinking and the mentality that I went in there with was so totally stupid of, like... You know, he's this uh, beginner student of mine, right? And then I get in there and, like, treated him like a phone expert or something, you know, when he's been, like, working at Team Mobile for, like, almost a year. Yeah. And I should have been the opposite, right? I should have been, like, okay, still in teacher mode. You yeah, know? Exactly. Like, like, I just, I totally fucked it all up, man. And I was, like, <laughs> just so disappointed in myself, but... No one at the Team Mobile store is a phone expert. I didn't even really want to talk about <laughs> it, but... Sorry. I wanted to also like confess my sin because you could back your shit up and also triple check before it's too late. So I don't want anybody else to get burned. My policy typically is never post your L's because um, yeah, I think it just kind of leads to, I don't know, let's say bad shit, but I'll make an exception for this one just because it's like, hey, don't be like me. Don't be a dummy, especially if you already know better. Because I don't want anybody else to feel the way I felt the last two days. <laughs> That's just a fucking black hole in my chest, dude. The weird thing, too, is I have every phone I've ever owned still, like, in a pile. Mm-hmm. I've got a pile of phones. Yeah, same. And this one, this last one, I don't remember how or why or what, but we got sucked into some fucking lease program with Sprint. Oh, yeah. And so you my phone, like, I was just paying a lease that I had already paid off. Like, well, I was getting fucked in the ass. Sprint, when they got bought out by T-Mobile, just, they basically got the check, and then they were like, woohoo, we're done. And, like, everybody who was an existing customer just was, like, passed off and not told really anything that was going on. There's been a very confusing transition, and it's just been fucking terrible. And then you don't want to, like, everything's a pain in the ass. You call in customer service, that sucks. You go on the website, you fucking forgot your password you click on the link to reset it because they made you do like three or four different special characters in your shit it's just a nightmare and then you go into the store and you know and i remember i went in once and i was like so can i buy this phone and they gave me some ridiculous number Mm -hmm. and i was like well i'm not gonna pay that (laughs) so sprint actually i think was the first carrier to start that uh leasing scam and the way that it worked was it was a books trick where if they lease these devices out to customers, then they are the owners of the phones. And so then they have all these phones on their books, right, as part of their assets. And so it was like a, I don't know, it was like an accounting guy thing, the whole idea in the first place. And then everybody started doing that. 
uh, smart lease shit for them. And it was really great at the beginning. And then, you know, once you do like two fiscal quarters of like everyone has this shit on their books, then that's the growth. And then now you got to, you know what I mean? Like there's no more growth to be had oh. after that. Like there's this big, Ooh, look, we had a big growing in our assets. Right. And it's just because we're counting everybody's phones out there as like part of our assets now. Sure. But pff, I don't what know. What a mess. It's like, uh, it was like having everybody own nothing and be happy before it was cool. Yeah, exactly. Well, I bought this Not that phone. it's ever been cool, but you know what I'm saying. Yep. This phone is just like my last phone and not special. I hate phones. So. Fucking phones, man. I don't know. Maybe uh, I just stop buying phones. Do the it's flip. Such a, it's, such a, ugh, it's such a slave-ass thing to have a phone anyway. It you know? is. It really is. I feel it like uh, it's one of my big, dark, like addiction style things in my life still, where it's like the justifications don't really, I know objectively when I step back and when I look at it, the justifications do not make it worth it overall. Yep. And so what am I to do? I don't know. I'm still like kind of wrestling with it in my head. Uh, Cold turkey maybe someday, but... It was just, I don't know, it was very enlightening, let's say, and uh, existential crisis kind of shit, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe my last phone. I asked dude if he had a flip phone, and they didn't have any in stock. Uh, yeah, he was like, oh, the Galaxy Fold? <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, 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 no. I want buttons, not a touchscreen. That thing is... I just think it's stupid. It's not my. It's, it's not my bag. It's flimsy. Phones aren't alluring to me at all. It's flimsy. I'm yeah. But yeah. we've also got the little cubs, so it's like yeah. Phones are just kind of like, oh, please don't break this. Well, I mean, they don't touch our phones, but you never know. You never I know. often have to run to grab a kid, you know, to stop them from doing something, and then the phone falls out of my pocket, and it's just, I just don't care about it. There's too much. Too much. Uh, baggage that comes with you know yeah and then on top of that we had the lunar eclipse this morning mm -hmm. 5 a.m and one of our kids got so sick so we got zero sleep <laughs> yeah we are wrecked. like it's just wrecked zero sleep wicked dumb day D missed a trash day just trash oh, yeah, day yeah. bull day and trash day that go hand in hand you know yeah no no trash for us <laughs> I gotta fucking wait. No, it's extra trash for us. <laughs> Lots of trash. <laughs> but um, so I don't know, this... man. You know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you gotta learn and be better. Middle kid had fever dreams that were creeping me the fuck out. <laughs> oh man, she had some hilarious like commentary on her own dreams. The now, of course, I'm in and out of it because like she's just talking and waking me up. And you're probably was you were probably more awake during the whole night than I was, but yeah, I still got woken up easily a dozen times. Yeah, I the first one I heard her say was I saw a chicken in the garage, and you were like just now, and she was like yeah just now, and she was you know she's in our bed obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then she starts telling me about she's like oh that shark really likes you, mom, and I was like huh? And she's like because you keep petting its belly. And it's just like licking you. I was like, okay. And then she's like, oh no. And I was like, what? I think that boy is going to jump in the water. And I was like, 
oh, tell him not to, because <laughs> like, I couldn't just go to sleep. I had to stay engaged with her, because I don't know why. I should have just been like, go to sleep. But anyway, she starts telling me this story about this boy jumping in the water, and then this shark that was friendly with me goes and grabs him and starts swimming in circles and shaking him around, and then he lost an eye, and his <coughs> dad was trying to save him. And I was like, this is terrible. I was like, you know, you're dreaming, you know? And she's like, yeah, I know. But that boy is in our room now. And I was like, what? And she goes, and he looks really mad because I'm looking at his eye because it's so weird looking. I was like, oh, no, stop looking at him. <laughs> so then I kicked the wolf here. I'm like, wake up. She's creeping me out. <laughs> it was all a dream. And what did you say? I said, leave me alone and go to sleep is what I said. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> she came into our room around... 4 a.m. And she had the fever and she'd gotten sick. So I had to clean, clean her sheets and then, you know, cold rag on the head, some elderberry goodness, mm. talk to her so she that she knew like she was okay. She was a warm coal, man. Oh, my gosh. She touched my skin and it hurt. It, her hand was so hot. It was bad. But she's okay now. Yep. Yep. Just had to get through last night. But she went through like six different bizarre dreams and she was like in the hallucination telling me about them. And I was just so fascinated. I couldn't stop being engaged. It is cool to get like real time report feedback on dreams. That's that's for sure. Yeah. But finally, I pass it off to you. But a better time, maybe. (laughs) Like, can we do this during the day? Eventually, I was like, go, go hug dad. (laughs) Something. (laughs) And then I heard her telling you about like pink cars and stuff. And I was like, and now I close my eyes. (laughs) But yeah, so wicked dumb day. She would tell me things that she was finding and I'd be like, all right, we'll just leave it alone (laughs) and go to sleep. She'd be like, okay. You know, I just didn't want to like freak her out, but I also was like trying to get her just to be like, like she was like totally cooperative on all, all the suggestions, which I, Remember having been a sleepwalker off and on as a kid? It's like, all you got to do is just tell them. Yeah, lead them. Okay, we'll just do this. And they'll say, okay, and do it. Like It's like the hypnotic state, you know? Like, any suggestion is just taken. So I just feel like, all right, well, if you're quiet, you know, and settle down, then it'll be all right. Okay. There was one good lesson that came out of it, which is she had a dream that her older sister ran into the road and got hit by a car. Ugh. And all day today... She was like, everywhere we stopped, she's like, Ray Ray, look both ways. I was like, yeah, that's right. Now I don't have to say it. <laughs> yeah. You got to stay sharp out there. Yeah, that's true. Got to stay sharp. Oh, the bowlers are always sharp. That's right. They're better than us. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely sharp as knives out there. They got their ship backed up. They're ready to rock. They're uh, an impenetrable for- uh, fortress. Of peoples out there who keep the show alive. Because, of course, they know that we are a value for value production. We just bring our best every Tuesday. And we try to put value into the show. That's like our goal and our purpose. We want to put things in there that actually matter to people. And, uh, you know, get your brain lighting up. Whether it's just to, you know, get away from all of the typical things that you hear everywhere else or whether it's to keep you informed on the latest happenings around the country and the world in terms of uh, the drug war and legalization movements or whether it's just a little bit of entertainment a laugh here or there some weird news to uh, 
just let you take a load off. That's what we want to put in there. That's what we see as value. And our buddy Bayern Giant has come through yet again. Oh, heck yeah. He comes through with a hat trick. I think that's uh, three in a row. Woo! At least, if not more, that he has slapped us with something on the PayPals. He was what the lone. He was the lone PayPal warrior today. We appreciate you. Uh, 333 on the PayPal there. Nice. Thanks, Baron Giant. No note, uh, but we appreciate you. He came in just last second on the Bulls with Buds. So, you know, we put the announcement out. We did the toot. We did a pod, podverse uh, notification, all of that stuff. Yeah, we got lit. And he was like, I got to get a note in. And we read it. We got it. We got it good. So there you have it. He may be the first, definitely the first in a while, to get in a PayPal during a Bulls with Buds. So, shouts out, Bayern Giant. Um, at least that's how I read it when I look at the letters. Bayern Giant. You can follow him on No Agenda Social. B-A-Y-E-R-N Giant. Not like a giant that can't have babies of a Baron Giant, but a Bayern Giant. Like Bayer and Giant. Like Bayern. I don't know. Yeah, I say Bayern Giant. Maybe, maybe we have, uh, maybe have clarity. Uh, someday behind the name i want to get behind the naming of the name i want to roll back to to read the boostograms the podcasting 2.0 fun boostable uh, real-time feedback that we have in helipad that's the tool i use anyway to read my boosts because uh, i run my own node and helipad just looks at the boosts as they come in and the message attached to them and what app they came out of uh and so I read those every time. We read them on the Bulls with Buds. We read them as they come in on the Bull After Bull shows on Tuesday nights. And I like to roll back on the regular Tuesdays to the last show to uh, kind of grab what has come in since the last week, you know? Because some people boost uh, after after the live when they're hearing it during the week. So 1420 sats from Harv Hat. That's out of Podverse. He always hits us on the way out on the outro, and we always appreciate that. Woo! Thanks, Arvat. Also, I wanted to mention, uh, we did get a 101 sat boost from C-Dubs. All right. Thanks, C-Dubs. For Misinformed Nation. Oh. Or I should say Misinformed Ination, uh, I believe was the correct technical styling. Wow. At Gwyf's insistence, uh, which it's been a while. It's been almost a year since we put one of those out. But that was a kind of revolving cast of characters that would do... Uh, kind of your podcast about a podcast type thing. So we'd bring clips from other shows and then kind of break them down and discuss them. And sometimes we'd all bring our own individual shows. Sometimes we would be pre-assigned to like, we're going to go over this episode of this show and this episode of this show. And we'd all bring different clips from those pre-selected shows. So there's a few different cool things going on in there. And so C-Dubs heard about it for the first time and <laughs> boosted, uh, boosted it and said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> So it's another podcast. That's right. The last boobery reminds me in the chat. The last one was all submissions. So uh, users submitted the clips that they liked and wanted to hear. And uh, it's probably all my fault because I was like, I want to build a tool that takes uh, clip submissions for shows and, you know, make this easier for people. So they don't have to email us. They can just upload their clips to this tool thing. And then we all just get them, you know, I don't know. And it's a great idea. Um, it's a great <laughs> idea, but essentially, it was all a dream. But yeah, check uh, out Misinformed Ination. You can search uh, ms dot space informed 
nation will work. Just nation. There's a capital in A, but uh, we really like things to be, you know, difficult to search. So we don't want the wrong people finding out about us. Unique. Yeah. I love it. Bring it back. Well, it's a it's a great show to do a Sunday live after no agenda, too. That's not a bad suggestion. Maybe we Thank will discuss. You. Maybe, maybe will, it's a good suggestion. <laughs> maybe we will re-whisper to the boys uh, and discuss. You know, hey, boys. Back then, it's like <laughs> not as many people had to value tags either. It was pretty much like yeah. me and boobs holding it down for the most part. So um, who knows? Who knows? Maybe we, maybe we whisper about that in the back channels. Who knows? No promises. Uh, next up, Hey Citizen threw a 69-69 there. 69! 69! Thanks, Hey Citizen. And then a Podverse. Uh, he seems to be using Podverse as his main driver these days. I see a lot of motion over there. Very probably, cool. Probably in part uh, the heavy support for Live Item and other cool updates they're always putting out. Uh, he says, contributing to your to use folks' kids' first L&D server machine. Aww. Ah, Thank you. Very nice. I love that. Very nice, very nice. I uh, got a test, test toke from C-Dubs. He was boosting via the podcast index, which you can do uh, through Albi Wallet. Yes. Which is fantastic. You just boost straight from the source there. Uh, then we got a lot of stuff for the Bulls with Buds, what we did with Flesher. Oh, yeah. It was a grand, fantastic time. Post-show, we did get a 69-69 from Boobs. 69! 69, dude! Thanks, Booberry. And uh, he sent me a zip file of uh, all of those, you're out of touch, oh, yeah. <laughs> ISOs, you know what I'm talking about. The isolated vocals oh, yeah. that uh, get stuck in your head. Right, they do indeed get stuck deep inside my head. <laughs> Things like this. You're out of touch. Yes. Yeah. So now that's stuck in my head, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, thank you, love you. Uh, 6969, a favorite number 69, of the bowlers. 69, dudes! Again, Pod First and Hey Citizen, he says, boosting on account of the full moon. Yeah, woo! Ah, woo indeed, sir. Woo, thank you. Our kids have been keeping an ear out for the werewolves. Yes. I just wanted you to know. Okay. Well, that's good. Somebody's got to keep an eye on the ear and everything out. All <laughs> senses on full alert, man. Uh, 4269 from Harvad out of Boost CLI. He always comes in on the intro and outro. So there he is at the beginning of the show. Thank you so much. Uh, he sees that Podverse live notification. or so, I, I gotta assume that's what it is. And he just runs out and he slaps that delineator boost. So we know that things have started. And uh, it actually helps a lot with keeping things all sorted out. Yeah. And I know where last week ended because he's on the fade out. So it's always good. We appreciate Harvat. Harvat's the man. No doubt. Uh, 69, 69 yet again. It's just weird they talk to checks into it. Oh, that looked like the button, but this is the button, actually. 69, <laughs> 69, dudes! And uh, that uh, that one comes again from Hey Citizen. Yeah, Hey Citizen, thank you. He's killing it. Uh, out of Podverse yet again, he says, they keep things loose, they keep things lit, everybody's dancing in the moonlit. The moonlit. <laughs> dancing in the moonlight. Everybody's... Feeling so uptight. Not really. Not in the bowl. It's loosey-goosey here. Yeah, loosey-goosey. Nobody's feeling so uptight. I don't know. I probably fucked that all up. <laughs> Apologies to Van Morrison or anybody. <laughs> Out there Whoever. listening. 6969. Uh, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69, 69,
Boost CLI is the app. Booberry is the name. And uh, what does he say? He says... Misinformed Nation. You figure it out. Yeah. Nice. I forgot all about that shit. I did too, and I said it. Uh, That's funny. (laughs) Let me get it again. I I need to boost it up a little bit. Hold on. Misinformed Nation. You figure it out. That's right. You figure it out. Yeah, you figure it out. Come on. It's not our job to tell you how to find our shit. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Uh, still coming in hot. Thirteen six ninety six. Whoa! From Booberry, uh, and he says, uh, he says, I don't know who created Pokemon Go, but I want to figure out how we get them to have Pokemon Go to the polls. <laughs> Could have voted, didn't have time on account of this hot piece. Ooh. Oh. This is a uh, little booty twerk action in some uh, various colors for nudepodcastapps.com, which looks like uh, kind of a fishnets and panties situation. So I'm, yes. getting, I'm getting mixed messages is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, nude podcasts, and then we got... Oh, clothing items on some, the booty. Some, some textiles. But I actually am mesmerized by the motion of this ocean. Yes. <laughs> it's quite beautiful. And the color. The neon colors. The color flip that it goes through because it starts over here on this like neon blue and then it goes to yellow and then it goes to pink. This is fantastic. This is fantastic. I actually love it. No, I'm not sure. Tr- <laughs> He's going to be like. But you made boobs realize that there's clothing pieces on Well, them. you know, you've got to work your way up to these things. You don't want to like uh, get everybody upset. People get really upset. When you go putting ass in their face, even ass that's as covered as that one is. Uh, I remember we did Fair. the uh, booty art for Carolyn, which was in much the oh. same vein. You remember that? And people were yeah. like, people were like, they can be flagged. Frilled- Damn, they can be flagged. And it was episode art and it was frilled panties. Yeah. Yeah. Carolyn talked about oiling the booty with some lavender oil. And I was like, hell yeah, frilled panties. Yeah. And booty. Yeah. Well, you know. And then I got blocked. <laughs> People are going to get bent out of shape, but you're just waiting. They're just waiting for something to get bent out of shape By about. By bodies. So it's not how we... Of all things. It's not how we do it here. We don't get bent out of shape. We just roll one up. That's right. We might get irritated from time to time, but it's like anything at any moment, we could just drop it, right? Pick up this joint. Uh, 999 <laughs> coming in from Servo. Hey, thanks, Servo. Out of Boost CLI. Ooh, and goody goody, he also has an MP3. I'm loving the MP3. blinded with science. Oh. She blinded with science. <laughs> Did she? Science. 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 She blinded me with science. <laughs> nice. Science. Lots of science. science. She blinded with science. Oh, she blinded me with science. She blinded me with science. I, uh, how are people doing this? I just really want to know that, like, the tool to isolate vocals that is used to pull out just like the part. Yeah, because there was like a little. Uh, you could tell there's a little bit of hoo 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 in there <laughs> at certain <laughs> points. Um, but it's fantastic. I don't know. I just feel. I like, love uh, it. Yeah. I feel like there's this unspoken spoken trend that's going on that I just am like, what is everybody doing? <laughs> And here I am, just in fucking retard land, uh, running in uh, in circles and getting not very far. But that's all right. That's all right. Christmas is coming up. That's right. So maybe I'll have presents. I'm working on presents. 
Who knows? The elves are hard at work in the workshop, <laughs> typing uh, and refreshing and cursing, and then typing some more. Boobs in the chat said, you can also search isolated vocal tracks on the PooTube. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's one way. <laughs> oh, how to make, oh, uh, slapping links in here. How to make oh, acapella from any song. Thank you. I will do some. Uh, I'll do some splorin. Splorin later on. I appreciate that. I, I always love new rabbit holes. You know me. I need something else to do. Yeah, throw it on the list. Keep me distracted from all the other shit I'm trying to do. So much great value contributed in the bold chat. If you've never been, you got to check it out and get your ass in there. Hop yes. into the bowl with us. Yeah, what are you doing right now? You got to get in there. Got to get in there. Get in there. You also got to get in the voicemail box. Oh, yeah, that's another pretty easy way to contribute value. Uh, every week, we have a first time I ever topic. This week, we want to hear about the first time you ever fought somebody. All you got to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663 and the play of We don't screen them either. We just play them. Yeah, sometimes there's tax spam. What are you going to do but curse the guy out? Yeah, make fun of him. And if you have poor reception or your voice shy, you can send us a text to that same number, 816-607-3663. Ready, set, go. That's right. Look at him scrambling to get there. This is <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. Uh, um, what else? What else? We uh, we we love to say the easiest, easiest, peasiest way is just passing the bowl. That's right. So don't bogart that bowl, my friend. Pass it on to someone who uh would love to hit it. You two could contribute value in the simplest way. It starts with just passing the bowl. True. And uh, eventually it evolves until you're in the chat, you're in the bowl, you're streaming sats, you're a maniac, you're running your own node, all of this stuff that just piles up. Um, it's a side effect of hanging out in the bowl. That's right. And once you get a hit of that tasty, tasty Colombian... Once you get a little sniff, you just want to build a node, man. Yeah. Look at me. You built a node and then I was right behind you. Yeah. Building my own. Those nodes, man. You learn so much. You learn so much. And we hope to learn a lot of a lot tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow, but Thursday morning uh, at 7 a.m. when we sit down with zero fee routing and we jump up and down and we say, why, why, why did you close your node, man? Aww, We're going to miss you so much. Because baby. Yeah. He's uh, expecting a second child and he's earned a little bit of, of a break, let's say. <laughs> but uh, the next immediate question becomes, how, how, how do we fill these enormous shoes and this big hole you've left in the network, sir, that he never expected, by the way, to make, um, just kind of turned out that way. Just as he put it in his words, a victim of his own success. So we're going to try and analyze and break down what that success was, how it was achieved, and how just a, maybe a regular pleb with not as much capital can uh try to just uh, be a mini a mini a router just like uh just like zero fee was so looking forward to that 
And of course, like we said before, if you have any questions that you would like to ask Zero Fee Routing, you can always call in, leave them in the voicemail or email them to me or hop on into the bowl around that time. We'll be monitoring all comms Thursday morning. So that'll be exciting. And if you're a sleeper inner like I usually am when I have nothing else to do, then hell, you probably just wake up and there'll be a fresh bowl packed and ready for you to rip, which will be a great little wake and bake situation. So just all depends. All depends how the cookie crumbles, I suppose. All comms except for Signal. (laughs) Signal will be monitored. Yes. Yeah. If you send me new shit, I'll read it. Yes. If you sent me a question already about uh, something to ask zero fee routing, then no. It's gone. It's gone. Sorry. Sorry about you. Yesterday's fucking news. Well, today's fucking news, uh, everybody's upside down, pants on fire, hair on fire. Uh, crypto markets is an absolute shit show today. All Woo. surrounding this uh, FTX, FTX exchange by the uh, sloppiest man in crypto, Sam Bankman Freed, Fried, Freud, <laughs> however you want to fucking say it. Um, the man who, unless he's literally in court, refuses to wear a tie. Um, he's always just up there in like the absolute street kid clothes, uh, next to like sharp dressed men on, on any kind of panel. Whenever he's speaking at panels was, uh, just lauded and hailed as this crypto genius money savant type of kid who, uh, it's funny because it was, it was only a couple of weeks back I was looking at this video somebody had done on him who uh, it was like, meet the billionaire whose plan was to get rich so that he could give it all away to everybody. You know, it's like red flag after red flag type of thing. And he got the, well, I should say, according to this video that I watched, he got all of his riches from realizing that there was like a, couple of grand difference or whatever little price disparity between the u.s exchanges and the japanese exchanges and so he would buy at one and sell in the other and just middleman over to different uh nice different exchanges and turns out you can make a shitload of money every day if you just keep doing that and then he started his own crypto exchange and was really flexing mean nuts back earlier this year when uh, all of the other meltdowns happened. Uh, Three Arrows Capital went tits up, and Voyager was uh, kind of in. I don't know, had some loans out to those guys, and so then they got left holding the uh, Three Arrows Capital bag, and so then Voyager kind of was in the shit, and old Sloppy Sam came along and said, "Hey, we'll we'll come and pick you up at uh, super sale, fire sale costs. And so he came and bailed out Voyager. Well, now he's the one getting bailed out womp, womp. by Binance. At Ooh. least it's very touch and go, but that's what it's looking like currently. So, um, it's fun. They, they even talked about it on DH unplugged. It's absolutely rattling the markets and the Bitcoin price was feeling roller coastery today. It was up and down like $2,500 at a time. Wow. The lowest I saw, depending on, it's funny too, because it depends on the exchanges that you watch and look at and which chart you're looking at. But the lowest I saw around was uh, 17200 I think. I think on Coinbase they show a low of like 17500 It just depends. Like I said, it depends mm. on where you look. Um, as of bull time right now, should probably pull that up. It's uh, 
looking like for your dollar, you can get 5,477 sats because a Bitcoin is going to set you back 18,259.30. So, uh, 18,350 cents, according to the chat. Chad in the chat. And yeah, it's been all over the place. Uh, Chad is reporting, by the way, a low of 1,700 or 17,445. Ah. Uh. So, yeah, it was all over the place. And of course, you know, the, all these, all these are attached. So any kind, any time a crypto crashes and burns, they all feel the, uh, they all feel the pain. They all feel the price pain. And part of that is because uh, Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX were just selling every other liquid asset that they possibly had to try and keep their little shitcoin FTT propped up. Uh, so a fuckload of Bitcoin and other assets that they held were sold over the past. Uh, well, over the weekend and today, it all seemed to start when uh, Binance CEO CZ, as he's known, he's one of those uh, hot shots that's known by his initials. He said that uh, for whatever reason, he was like, you know, people are lobbying behind our backs. We don't like that, and uh, fuck them. We're gonna sell all of the tokens that we have of theirs. So he kind of floated it out there and started selling them off. Uh, down over 75% that particular shitcoin over the past 30 days. Oof. So absolute train wreck over there. And they don't really know what's going to go on, but just another one. Another one bites the dust type of situation. It's kind of funny because it's like there's always a bigger fish type shit. And a few months back, Bankman Freed, he was the big fish saving everybody. He was Captain Save-A-Ho. Uh, and now he has to be bailed out by... Binance, who sold off all of his coin to kind of get the thing rolling. And I, you know, BNB right now, the Binance token, it's less hurting than, than a lot of others just because of this, because now they're the big chompy fish. But these tokens, they are essentially what? They're like, uh, they're fucking crypto exchange gift cards. You know, it's not like uh, they provide much other than that. So, yeah, it's just an asset. I can print at will. They control most of. It's not like it's just such a speculative investment. So none of these none of these tokens do what Bitcoin does. And while Bitcoin will see a a market dip, nothing in the technology really gives a shit what happens, which is nice. What it really translates to is all of these fat cat morons have to panic sell all of their corn and the plebs get a discount corn buy again. It's always a good thing when this happens, in my opinion. Whee! And so it happened again. Fantastic. Uh, Binance has signed a letter of intent to purchase FTX that, uh, like I said, is touch and go, so they could walk away from it at any moment. And mm. there you go, FTX, the new Luna, it seems. I saw a meme that Tom Brady... Had put a bunch of money into FTX. Ah, yes. But I didn't verify that. <laughs> Him and Giselle before the divorce. They that's are what getting I read a divorce, well. so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows, man? It's all just like an absolute shit show today. Uh, Wicked dumb day. <laughs> another, another shit coin that kind of stole the news and was a bit of a distraction. Uh, Library? I don't know. LBRY? Hmm. Because in tech, you know, you have to pull the vowels out of everything. Oh, get real Satan-y with it. Mm -hmm. So, library, I don't know if it's library or library, I don't fucking know. <laughs> library. <laughs> uh, 
different shitcoin. They lost a big ass uh, case that the SEC had brought against them today, and they published a copy of the ruling saying that uh, we lost. We're sorry, everyone. Uh, but we're still building. That's what these guys always say when they get their oh. ass kicked or when they fucking have to shut down their thing or when they have to pause their blockchain and freeze assets or halt withdrawals or all this kind of shit show madness. They're always like, yes, but it's not over and we're still fighting and we're going to go back to work, come back bigger and better. And, you know, they're fucking toast. <laughs> they're fucking toast uh, down uh, that particular coin down 50% on the 30 day. And uh, sweeping kind of implications for the rest of the larger crypto community which uh fuck the f f uh fuck the sec i agree but um unfortunately the legal framework as it stands uh, we gave the sec regulatory control over securities and so essentially what they're saying is that these are securities these crypto assets and um as such, there's a reasonable expectation of profits um, that has to be explained to the investors. Uh, it's just like so muddy, right? So this is kind of supposedly a step in some more clarification, but I don't know. Really, only thing it clarifies further is that these crypto assets, these crypto tokens are seen by the legal system as unregistered securities. Mm. And so they will be subject to those laws as time goes on lbc down 35 percent today and 50 percent over the past 30 days fantastic fantastic uh back in non-shitcoin news the government announced another big ass seizure of bitcoin over 50,000 bitcoins oh were seized wow that's a lot of bitcoin it's uh 3.3 billion dollars worth Oh, shit. If you uh, get real technical about it. Um, we like to get real technical here in the bowl. Yes, we try. And this is a weird release because it was released uh, yesterday, but it was actually in November 2021 that this actual seizure took place. This Bitcoin, Bitcoin was supposedly hidden in devices in James Zong's home. And uh, he's now pled guilty to unlawfully obtaining that Bitcoin from the Silk Road in 2012. He stole it from Silk Road is the mm -hmm. allegation here, which he has pled guilty to committing wire fraud back in September of 2012 when he stole 50,000 Bitcoin that was uh, a lot less valuable back then. But it only keeps going up over time. So incredible, incredible. And everyone's kind of scratching their heads about it. It's yet another big-ass Fed seizure where you just wonder if these tech wizard criminal guys are, like, going through stealing all this massive amount of Bitcoin. How are they not storing it properly to where it can be seized, right? Yeah. Like, how is it getting seized? Right. How do uh, they have the Bitcoin now? Allegedly. Makes sense. Allegedly, it's just one mistake that the defendant made on a exchange. Um... There's there's many uh, theories going around out there though. A number of the KC Bitcoiners are skeptical that this guy even exists, mm. or if he does, he's just kind of a mark for the government to sort of announce they have this Bitcoin and launder it through and say like this is how we got it. Yeah, was seizure. Uh, and as a reminder, he posted a couple other big 
seizures that have gone down, including, you remember the two arrested for allegedly conspiring to launder $4.5 billion in stolen cryptocurrency. Those were the yeah. uh, New York City weirdos. Yeah. Young couple. Yeah. Ilya Lichtenstein and his wife, uh, Heather Morgan, the young 30s couple from New York City, who, uh, again, they were head scratching, like, how did the government get the keys? That's always the question, like, okay, how did they get the keys? They they Because we know the way Bitcoin works, and so we, ha- we know that either the keys were left somewhere stupid or the keys were handed over for some reason. Sure. That's the only way it can work. Somehow they got the keys. You got to get the keys to get the cheese. And then uh, another DOJ seizure, 2.3 million cryptocurrency was seized. Uh, that was cryptocurrency that had been paid to the ransomware extortionist Darkside back in June of 2021. That was 63.7 Bitcoins at the time. And wow. uh, yeah, there's just kind of ongoing questions. How are they able to seize this Bitcoin? Where is it actually coming from? Um, are these guys just rolling over and giving him the cheese because uh, the deck is stacked against them. What's the deal here? Yeah, some kind of plea bargain. It makes you really wonder. Or is it just a kind of a laundering scheme? Who really right. knows? It could be there's like so many questions that are unanswered. But either way, the DOJ holding that much Bitcoin is unnerving. It's, it's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> it's quite, ah, that's a word. Quite fantastic, I must say. I must <sighs> say. But hell. That's what's going on. Everything's overshadowed by this uh crypto crumble crash which is affecting the larger economy and not a great time for the economy anyway so true what can i say bunker down and hodle and grab some shit on sale man yeah it's a great time for the plebs because the people who are forced to sell are the idiots that are over leveraged and overprivileged and over asseted and uh they think that they can control the world by using this bitcoin shit and it doesn't like work the same way as other um, kind of corrupt monetary assets have worked in the past. And so all the same strategies you use when you use it with Bitcoin just comes back to bite you in the ass. Especially um, when you try to use other, you know, phony tokens, uh, you use clown coins as uh, other Bitcoins, like Bitcoin alternatives. You say, oh, I have this Bitcoin, it does this. And then you say, I also have clown coin, which also does that, but differently or but better or but newer and it turns out no not really bottom line run a node what can i say yeah be your own bank keep your keys man fucking save those things you'll need them i swear to god you'll need them yep everyone needs their own keys glad i glad i saved mine that's all i can say yeah (laughs) oh well magic number time i don't have a fancy jingle for it (laughs) but you know well you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Ding, ding, ding. Top three, 33. <laughs> that didn't really work, but that was my attempt. <laughs> working on it, I can tell. I'll try a new one next week. Okay. Uh, last week, Reuters hinted that the Bank of England was poised to raise its benchmark rate to like the biggest hike in 33 years. This week, I can confirm they did that. So the headline is Bank of England raises its benchmark rate by 75 basis points, comma, its biggest hike in 33 years. Had to get that in there, the 33 years. Of course. It doesn't really matter 
how big the hike is, it matters that it was 33 years ago. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe 33 years is a cycle, too. I've seen a lot of uh, stories about 33-year-old cold case murders getting solved, too. Interesting. I rarely bring those to the bowl. It, yeah. Because I'm like, is this really a story, though? Like... I don't know, 33 years is a long damn time to let something sit, and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, we've got the technology, it's been 33 years, let's figure it out. You just gotta dig back to 1989 only for cold cases right now. Yes, and next year, 1990. That's a big one. Oof. I know. That hits too close to home, keep going. Here's a great story. The annual U.S. clock change kills 33 people and 36,500 deer in car crashes. This is according to the publication New Scientist. Okay. Uh, And this is from research and data that came out of the University of Washington, Seattle, looking at 23 U.S. states that found uh, a huge increase. Huge. In accidents, car accidents, uh, when we shift from daylight saving time to standard time. Because now uh, peak traffic volume shifts from before sunset in October to during sunset in November. Oh, uh, it is a pain in the ass to drive around and the sun is like Ugh. in your fucking face. It's I at do the notice worst. that. Yeah, it's at the worst like blinding spot. This in the time sky. of year where even the little flap thing that you pull down from the roof, from the ceiling of your car, even that is just no match for the sun because it's actually like right above your windshield wipers somehow, always. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I think it's also breeding season for deer. Oh, that's an unverified thought of mine. The deer are like, because so, we want to fuck. Yeah, it's time. And so there's just more of them. Like, we just saw a six-pointer run across the road in the hood the other day. Uh, yeah, yeah, we get them in the hood. So, like, seeing a buck like that, you know, it's like, okay, that's a little... yeah. They're out doing it. They're just out doing it. They're so, definitely out there. More deer, more problems. But hey, apparently 33 people get killed because of this time change and these damn car accidents. Seems like either that's a low number or if it's a correct, accurate number, like, is that, is that like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just like, are we going to get up in arms about that? Uh, we should do away with changing the clocks because it's absolute folly. But they have more leverage with the 36,500 deer that die in these car crashes. Yes. 33 people, a thousand fold deer. Mm -hmm. Well, what are you going to do? Stop changing the damn clocks. Just leave it on summertime. That's the one you want. Yeah. (laughs) The standard time is a shit coin. Sell standard time immediately. That's good advice. You're full of good advice. (laughs) <laughs> I can give other people good advice. I just can't follow it myself. Yeah, that's the way of the world, though. And my final story is uh, two stories that came out three days apart. Coincidence? I think not. The first was that abortions are up 33% in Colorado, according to the Denver Post. Whoa. That's they say, a big spike, dude. Yeah, they say they're getting a lot of out-of-staters uh, I see. coming in to murder their babies. And then the next story was that abortions declined 33% among Texans. Mm. And they looked into... So they're just uh, all going to Colorado. Travel. (laughs) Yeah. It was interesting because in this article about the Texans getting less abortions, 
Um, they talked about, well, we monitored the states where they're likely to go, Arkansas, Colorado, Kansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma. But, you know, Texans are just like 33% less likely to kill their baby now because it's inconvenient. Mm. So. Come on now. Know. Come on now. It's, it's health care. <sighs> I... <laughs> As someone who's had an ectopic surgery, I do get triggered when the uh, there's a commercial that's been on an ad campaign for some politician in Kansas, where I don't even live, and they're just like, mothers are going to die because they can't get their life-saving ectopic surgeries. And I'm like, that's yes, they can. That's not an abortion. That's an emergency surgery you got to get. Correct. It's different. And even Texas says that. Yeah, people just want to twist it and have a fucking Well, they just narrative. want to get a vote. They just want to get a vote. It's fine. They, they just always... want to easy out instead of, you know, taking responsibility for their actions. Well, it's cool to earn votes by manipulating people's emotions, too. Especially, especially women. Yeah. You know? It's like, I mean, it's... it's easy and it's just like, wow, we can really get the vote here. <laughs> so, I don't know. It bugs me. And I always, if that... A commercial comes on in public or something. I always say that shit. I'm like, that's not even true. Blah, blah, blah. And you and your dad are probably sick of hearing me bitch about it. Because they really time. do. Every time. Every time. It just grinds my gears, man. <laughs> uh, what doesn't grind my gears, though, is that there were way less coffin coughs this week. You know what I'm talking about. Talking about. <coughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, there was one article with the magic number in it regarding the Rona, which said COVID cases drop 33% in Douglas County, Oregon. Ah, Oregon, where people are still testing for COVID and, you know, whatever. Anyway, let's go behind the curtain. <laughs> Thank God. Everyone's still testing for it around here, too. I hear about that crap. It's stupid. Can you imagine paying money to take a test for, like, cold symptoms? Hmm. I imagine it. It feels pretty stupid. I have a really active imagination, so I can imagine it. But it feels stupid, right? But then it just makes me want to fight someone. You're like, man, that was $12 (laughs) to cough on a stick or whatever you do. I always think of, like, how many sats I could have got. Yeah. Yeah. Think of it in sats, and you might not do it. So, as we know... Five states voted for weed today. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean I don't have the results or anything, but voted on weed. Voted on weed. Arkansas, Maryland, Missouri, North Dakota, and South Dakota for a second time because, you know, they passed medical and recreational and got scammed out of rec. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see where things are standing right now, just for a little historical timestamp. Arkansas is at 56.9% no, with 74% of the votes in. Mm. Maryland is at 65% yes, with 69% of the votes in. Whoa. Missouri is at 53% yes, with 62% of the votes in. Uh, Kansas City was a whopping 82% yes on three. And no one was surprised. No. And St. Louis was 58%. Yeah, I'm seeing Casey, I'm seeing Jackson, Clay, Platt counties, and Boone County as deep blue. Yeah, makes Or deep yes on this. Makes sense. Actually, I'm seeing, with 71 counted in Jackson County, it's only 68% yes now. Mm, the only yes is, 68. The yes is slightly slipping, 
but I think the yes will still carry. I do too. Personally, I've said this for quite a while. Who knows? There's still some rural votes to count, but uh, I don't know. I think this piece of shit will probably pass. I think when it comes to weed, if you can get it on the ballot, you're most likely going to win. And yeah, with, absolutely. With well, Arkansas, I do want to preface it that dude behind the campaign is a former politician there in Arkansas, so that carries quite a heavy bias with it. Sure. Whereas here in Missouri, New Approach Pack is behind it, who ran our medical campaign in 2018. And, right. And so there's a... And they're masterful at... Yes. The campaign, at rolling it out, at, you know... The folks who... Greasing the right cheese, all of that. The pol- the political strings being pulled are by lobbyists and attorneys rather than actual politicians being the face of it. Right. So that people don't have that bias unless they read into it. <laughs> and, you know, frankly, weed pulls better than any politician does. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, North Dakota is at 54% no with 79% of the vote in. North Dakota is also a new approach uh, backed legalization. So maybe they read it. Uh, South Dakota, <laughs> 0% of votes in. So can't give you anything there. And then, of course, Colorado's got uh, psychedelic decriminalization on the ballot. And right now they're at 50.6% yes with an estimated 74% of the votes in. Wild. Very wild. Trippy. Yeah. You know, they uh, did the rec- recreational weed thing first and they'll do uh, recreational mushrooms first, too. Yeah. Eventually. There you go. Uh, it's just, I'm always bummed out to live in the show me state and not show anyone how it's supposed to go. You know, like I still have dreams about Representative Ron Hicks' Marijuana Freedom Act in the open market. Yep. You know, it's just like, yeah, weed is legal here. What does that mean? You want to sell it, buy it, grow it, go for it. Well, the gatekeepers say, show me the money. <sighs> I know. And that's where it always gets, uh, caught up and we looked into the finances of course of new approach missouri and wow lo and behold it was all the medical licensed companies that were funding it because guess what they get a recreational license right and pretty much only they get a recreational license so yay for the legal cartel mm-hmm. uh, anyways <laughs> <laughs> i said it in the beginning of the show i'll say it again weed's always been free in the bowl so must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Yeah. Government can't hold me down. Uh, some lawmakers out of Pennsylvania sent another letter to the State Department urging them to classify Mark Fogel as wrongfully detained. This, of course, is a the history teacher from Pittsburgh who also taught embassy workers' children in Russia. Uh, and he flew over there. With some flour, a a decent amount, and a medical note, because he had just had back surgery. And he was sentenced to 14 years of hard labor over in Russia. Um, And he's been detained since August 14th of 2021. Mm. He had an appeal hearing, uh, as one does, to, you know, prevent yourself from going to the penal colony. And that was denied as expected in Russia. Yeah. Uh, But again, you know, no one should be behind bars for simply possessing weed, right? uh, Right, Biden? Right, Dusty Man? what they keep saying. So, 
why isn't he wrongfully detained like Brittany Griner? Could it be the basketball privilege? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but these Pennsylvania lawmakers then turned around and filed a resolution of inquiry to try and put some additional pressure on the Biden administration all this week. Um, and so what this does is it formally requests all White House documents related to the State Department's review of Mark Fogel's case to understand why he hasn't been designated as wrongfully detained. And so I'm excited to see what gets scraped together for this response, you know, because my thought, personally, my pessimistic view today (laughs) is, you know, they get these letters of, hey, this guy is wrongfully detained, and they're just like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) and and nothing gets done like they'll probably send them back the letters that they've written and signed and be like yep here's what we've done we've gotten these letters that's just my (laughs) it's like the uh suggestion box right above the shredder yeah exactly exactly uh but hopefully they filed it so that they can uh send it back and say this is this is what we've done we've heard complaints yeah we read this yeah, we someone surely read this. <laughs> oh boy, what a day! Wicked dumb day. Um, Wicked fucking dumb kid. <laughs> there was a uh, press gaggle aboard Air Force One. I oh. like that word, gaggle. Gaggle. And uh, I have the transcript posted in the notes, the show notes, uh, which you can see under this episode that you're listening to in the future. Uh, but I also got a clip of Crean Jean-Pierre saying what she's about to say about Brittany Griner. Finally, the State Department just confirmed that U.S. Embassy officials in Moscow were able to visit Brittany Griner today. We are told she is doing as well as can be expected under the circumstances. As we have said before, the U.S. government made a significant offer to the Russians to resolve the current unacceptable and wrongful, wrongful detentions of American citizens, Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan. I can also tell you that in the subsequent weeks, despite a lack of good faith negotiation by the Russians, the US government has continued to follow up on that offer and, pro- and propose alternative potential ways forward with Russians through all available channels. This continues to be a top priority. Yeah, it's a top priority, didn't you know? Front of mind. Back of ass. <laughs> just just in time for the midterms, this top priority. You know her, you love her. It's WNBA player Brittany Griner, and we will say her name a bajillion times, but you might not see her come home because who knows what's actually going on. Who knows? I love the, um, her statement, which of course she's reading. Uh, it's like, you know, make sure you tell them that we are following up on it, and it's just Russia. Russia's just not interested, and Russia's not responding. Now, we've talked in previous bowls about how, you know, aides of Putin have said, oh, this isn't a priority for him at all. And, you know, other political figures of Russia have said, well, America's asking for two people, so we want to get two people in exchange, which makes sense. Sure. Fair and square. So, I don't know. Once they uh, once they did get the media, the American media, to shut up about it, this is all we're getting. It's just KGP. KJP. I always say KGP. 
KJP, Kareem Jean-Pierre, saying the same thing over and over again. Front of mind, top of mind, priority, wrongfully detained. Yeah. You love it. Yeah. So, it's a it's a collage. It's a historical... <laughs> the bowl is a historical collage of this nonsense. Yep. Where we just hear the same thing over and over again and see no action on it. Yep. The way she goes. Yep. And, of course, you know... Uh, I started off with the Mark Fogel story. This guy is just behind bars for having his medicine on him, man. Yeah, Brittany Griner is also a medical patient registered in a database somewhere, I believe Arizona. Uh, but what's the difference? Status. We're uh, being a spy of some kind. <laughs> That's what I like to imagine. Then uh, the Dusty Man did a lot of talking this week. A lot of talking. And uh, I got some clips of ridiculous things he said. Oh, boy. So the first one comes from the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. When have you done to improve the lives of African Americans? Well, I hope I've improved the lives of African Americans like I said I would do. For example, too many African Americans were denied everything from Pell Grants, student loans, housing, etc. because they were arrested for possession of marijuana, many too many, all whites as well. So anybody who was ever arrested just for the possession of marijuana, their record is expunged. They don't have to listen anymore, uh, and it's going to free up a lot of opportunities. Wait, 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 he said expunged? He did, he said expunged. What a fucking asshole. No, yeah. He, he knows he's full of shit, right? I don't know that he knows anything. He pardoned like 6,000 people. Yep. Nobody got expunged. No, they got a pardon. Nobody got expunged. They still have to write that they were once convicted and then explain that they got a pardon. This is so irritating, dude. Yeah. Lies, lies from dusty eyes. He's a politician. He's a lizard. What do you expect? You know, they just say, they say what gets the votes, right? That's the thing True. to do. Yes, they truly do. Yeah. And, and there's enough media that will run with it. I don't know why I'm surprised by the shit. It's just, it's just really irritating. It's very irritating. <laughs> I don't even know if I am surprised. I'm just like, really? Expunged? The word has a meaning and it's not what happened. Yeah. If it was what happened, <sighs> I would have myself said, oh, it's a step in the right direction. Right. But I didn't. I was like, wow, the media says... This pardon is a step in the right direction, but no one was released from prison. No one gets this wiped from their uh, criminal history. No one got expunged. No one got expunged. No. But the man keeps saying it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he spoke again. Uh, the main topic was student debt relief. But, you know, he's talking to young people. So what's going to come up? Expunging some students. The weed. The weed will come up. So I'm keeping my promise. That no one should be in jail merely for possessing marijuana, by the way. Just for possession. Nobody should be in jail. Those records should be expunged. Timid clapping. Timid Those clapping. records should be expunged, he said. God damn, expunged. Those records should be expunged. I like how he uh, doubled down on merely possession. Simply possession. Simply, he, he got that straight. Merely possession, by the, the way. You know, he didn't free anyone who had a baggie on their person or a firearm on their person as well as the weed. <laughs> or a seed and a piece of dirt. Yeah, or a seed and a piece of dirt. No, we're talking simple possession. So he got that talking point straightened out, or that factoid. 
but then he's like, should be expunged. <laughs> yes, Joe, it should be expunged. Ay, ay, ay. This entire presidency should be expunged. It should. We'll just never talk about it again. It'll be as if it never existed. It never happened. Uh, but that's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Uh, more bad news. Sorry. I, I'm, I'm I, ready. I'm used to it. I know. It's a uh, wicked dumb I'm, day. I'm, I'm already lubed up for it. Uh, the judge that was overseeing uh, Florida Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Fried's lawsuit has granted the U.S. Department of Justice's request to dismiss the lawsuit. This, of course, was over federal prohibitions on medical weed patients buying and possessing guns, where, you know, Fried alleged that that prohibition violates their Second Amendment rights. And I totally agree. It makes, yeah, Uh, What other logical sense. I guess everyone's a medical patient in some regard, right? Maybe. If it helps, right? If it helps, I guess. But who who other than registered medical weed patients uh, have to deal with this? You know, like people with an Adderall prescription, they don't have to. The whole registration thing is very Gestapo. It's very yeah. uh, insidious. It's 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 anyone who is a student of history should be horrified at the process of having to fucking register and carry around a card because you need a certain type of medicine for an ailment when no other drug is like that. Yeah, I know. We've said it in the bowl before, and we'll keep saying it. So. The judge had a 22-page ruling here, citing the U.S. Constitution's Supremacy Clause and then turning around saying, pot is federally illegal, despite Florida's constitutional amendment that they put in place. So uh, I got some quotes out of it. Like, here's a quote. In 2016, Florida stopped criminalizing the medical use of marijuana. Many people refer to this change as Florida's legalizing medical marijuana, but Florida did no such thing. It couldn't. Under the Supremacy Clause of the Constitution, state laws cannot permit what federal law prohibits, and federal law still prohibits possession of marijuana for medical purposes or otherwise. Uh, Sure, but on on the up... Other side of that, the federal law can't prohibit anything that's not expressly granted by the Constitution for it to prohibit, supposedly. Supposedly. But that's been so fucking diluted and watered down over the last two and a half centuries that, you know, good luck making that argument. It just grosses me out that federal whatever takes precedent over states. You know, like, that just seems so ass backwards to me. I'm more of a states' rights kind of person. But sure. whatever. Uh, here's another quote where he addressed that uh, the issue I took with what the DOJ had submitted about where they made an analogy between registered medical patients and uh, people who've been conv- convicted of domestic violence. You remember that? Yes. Yes, yeah, so we talked about that in a bowl. So here's a quote that kind of addressed that. Uh, the judge said, Plaintiffs recoil at being compared to the mentally ill, but one does not have to label marijuana users mentally ill to recognize that both categories of people can be dangerous when armed. Take a pause there. Like, Uh, anyone could be dangerous when armed. uh, God. Oh, 
I am a judge. I have logic. Yeah. He uh, goes on. Although the prohibition reaches those habitually using marijuana, even if not currently under the influence, that's in parentheses, habitual drug users are analogous to other groups the government has historically found too dangerous to have guns. At bottom, the historical tradition of keeping guns from those the government fairly views as dangerous, Mm -hmm. like alcoholics and the mentally ill. Like black people, if you go back far (laughs) enough. Is sufficiently analogous to modern laws keeping guns from habitual users of controlled substances. This provides another justification for upholding the challenged laws. Does it though? (laughs) Like, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. The ruling. I was baffled. And this came out yesterday. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I am uh, I would never register to be a medical user. That's for sure. So it's not a quandary I have to worry about. It's also, like, it's just, it's just a fucked up situation to put Americans in. Yes. As previously said. Oh, you need this medicine? You got a doctor's recommendation for this medicine? Well, put your name in this database and pay us a fee every year. You got to renew it. You got to have a license on you. Oh, I mean, the the government has precedent to find groups of people who are, they deem too dangerous (laughs) to have rights. It's scary language. It's the whole fucking point. The people are supposed to be dangerous to the government. Exactly. Yeah. It's the whole fucking point. That's what keeps it honest. Yeah. Incredible, incredible fucking logic. It's supposed to, yeah. This is how, this is the current state of affairs. Ruled by the people for the people, but no. No. I hope this uh, goes elsewhere. I hope it goes higher up. I would like to see something come of it and some resolution. But, you know, everyone's waiting on some federal change, which is, you know, don't hold your breath. And if it happens, it's probably not going to be very good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm pessimistic today. I mean, it's uh, hard to blame you, man. Oh, there's a weed church in San Bernardino taking its fight to the California Supreme Court. Hallelujah. After getting shut down. Yes, the Jah Healing Comedic Temple of the Divine Church was first inspected and slapped with a notice of violation in December of 2017. Uh, Someone went in there, some, you know, inspector, and saw people purchasing bud, did not like that, was like, oh, you're just an illegal dispensary, and uh, gave them that notice of violation. Hey, you can't sell weed to people. The church was like, they're tithing, you know? This is our sacrament. So, Inspector came back in February 2018, saw nothing had changed, and uh, I guess nothing really happened then. The church moved locations that spring, and residents started complaining about it. So, law enforcement obtained a search warrant and raided the church. Um, They found cash registers and an ATM inside with a cash-only sign, and forced them to close in June of 2020. So, you know, the church denies that it's functioning as an illegal dispensary. As I said, the attendees receive weed as a sacrament for tithing. And, you know, they're encouraged to... One of their uh, statements is like, 
I heal in nature and whatever. So they're like, they don't have to, you know, smoke it here. You know, they can go out in the world and whatever. And sure. this is a donation and then they get the weed. Um, so it's not like sales per se, but they've tried to appeal being shut down twice now and it's uh, been denied. So as I mentioned before, taking the fight to the state Supreme Court. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because... The attendees of the church can possess the weed and even consume it without running into issues. It's just this exchanging monies for weed that's getting them into this issue. So, But the attorney representing the church says he's willing to take it to uh, the nation's high court if necessary. The highest. The most high, high jaw. <laughs> jaw high court. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It's just too bad that people can't do what they want to do. You know, like <laughs> you want to be a part of a church that's like that, where you just, you know, tithe and then you get some weed and you do what you want with that. Like that sounds cool to me, but no, inspectors and narcs, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, Delaware Governor John Carney signed two bills this week. One was on labor peace agreement requirements for medical companies, medical weed companies, that is. And the other bill terminated the Medical Marijuana Act Oversight Committee, which I thought was an interesting move. He said that the committee only made two recommendations during their time of existence, so they weren't doing any good. Get rid of them. Nice. I know. I, a rare moment of efficiency in government? What the fuck is this all about? I appreciate that. <laughs> I read that and I was like, wow, they're getting rid of an alphabet soup? Hmm. I would like to see this happen more often. Yeah. Inefficient committee. Unnecessary. Terminate. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's, it's almost a step in the right direction. <laughs> close. Uh, it's cl- but, so close. Yeah. Delaware. Don't mean nothing to me. Florida regulators are being sued over a delay in issuing licenses. Uh, The constitutional amendment that passed in 2016 requires the number of growers to keep pace with the number of registered patients. As you might imagine, they now have 700,000 registered patients. Oof. And that correlates to 22 additional licenses that should have been issued. No. No framework for applying or anything. Not like no applications accepted, nothing. Uh, So the lawsuit argues that under the framework, health officials had a statutory duty to open an application process and issue licenses no later than 2018. The year is now 2022. (laughs) (laughs) No later. So, Or I guess a lot later or, you know, however you want to roll it out, I don't know. See you in court, but, you know, I just have no faith in the court system. <laughs> See you in so. jaw court. <laughs> uh, lavish, that was the sound of Lavish hitting us with uh, five threes, three, 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 at a fountain. And he says, jaw court highest in the line for 20. <laughs> Thanks, Lavish. Oh, my. Ah. <sighs> Now, in Massachusetts, you remember the host community agreements, these impact fees that little towns and cities could uh, negotiate 
yeah. with weed businesses coming in saying like, oh, you know what? We have to ramp up our law enforcement because there's a dispensary on this road or we have to, you know, put in a traffic light because there's a dispensary, whatever bullshit they made up. Uh, they could <laughs> take a bunch of the earnings from these companies just because. And they were supposed to back it up and say, you know, here's the numbers. Like, here's how much we had to pay cops and blah, 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 blah. But did they? Probably not. Uh, so Governor Charlie Baker had signed this law in August called the Cannabis Equity Law. And that just went into effect. Now, what this law did was it set up an equity trust fund, which is financed by 15% of recreational weed tax revenue. It limited cities and towns. It was supposed to. It's supposed to limit cities and towns from charging exorbitant fees to the businesses for these host community agreements uh, or the impact fees, as they're also known. And then it was supposed to make a path for what they call social consumption sites, places where you can, you know, a weed bar, a weed bar, place where you can go smoke weed, buy weed, whatever, uh, by authorizing cities and towns to ask voters whether they want them or not on the ballot. But did these things happen? No. Everyone's confused. Uh, it looks like impact fees have been limited to 3% of earnings, which is still a fuck ton of money. Yeah. So. But they wanted more. Oh, they were taking more, I'm sure. Uh, in fact, it looks like $53 million in impact fees were collected last year. And they allegedly go towards things like road repair and anti-drug youth programs. So there's some attorneys out there telling their clients of the, you know, the industry workers, the licensed businesses, uh, don't pay. Don't pay your impact fees. Uh, but the argument on the other side is, if we negotiated these fees before the law went into effect, then they should stand the way they were negotiated. And it's kind of a... It seems like a big fucking mess, let's put it that way. <laughs> yes. But Boston and Taunton both removed their impact fees, which I was like, wow, cool, I guess. That's interesting. Um, so super neat. We'll see what happens. I'll follow it through. These impact fees have bothered me since I first heard the phrase. Yeah. What a Massachusetts thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Tax a fucking Chusets. Yeah. Oh well. This isn't exactly a weed story, but uh the Ohio Secretary of State, Frank LaRose, sat down with some journalists from cleveland.com. I don't know what their printed paper is called. Sure. Uh, along with his opponent, Chelsea Clark, for an endorsement interview. So, you know, they can ask questions and decide who they're going to endorse uh, with the editorial board. And he made an interesting statement. He said that he thinks... Only a supermajority of voters should be able to amend the state constitution, just like it takes a supermajority in the legislature to refer a question to the ballot. And he cited Ohio's medical marijuana program and casinos being in the state constitution and how, you know, when things prove to be fucked up, it's very difficult to change it. 
Truth. His opponent there, Chelsea Clark, who they ended up giving the endorsement to, um, agreed and said that special interests have way too much sway in state ballot measures. And I just sat back and said, huh. Because I was like, that's, <laughs> well, that's if, interesting. If you're, a, if you're a politician, you ought to know by now. Yeah. I mean, it's... Better than anybody. It's these special interests that get onto the ballot in the first place. You know, They a, write the laws, they pass the laws, they buy the laws. Yeah. It's 60% supermajority. I can tell you that I don't, I don't think... This is a, uh, a green book prediction. I don't think Missouri is going to have a supermajority vote for this. Does it have to be 60 that's what the Ohio definition of supermajority is, 60%. Oh, yeah, in Ohio. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't know if our question has to get 60 no. here, though. We no, it doesn't. To, yeah. It just has to be over 50. Yeah. He's su- suggesting that they should change that oh, to I be see. a supermajority of voters. Enable- I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. I was thinking about that earlier today, actually. Yeah, that's why I sat back and said, huh. Like, I hadn't thought of that. But it's interesting. It should be a little bit harder to just change the Constitution at its core, I think. But I think it should be easier to qualify for the ballot, but harder to pass with the yes-no vote. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want to hear a funny quandary here? Sure. The only way to have this happen where it's like, oh, only a supermajority of voters can amend the state Constitution with ballot initiatives is that the only way to do that is to pass a constitutional amendment that amends that rule. <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs> uh, or call a constitutional convention. Yeah. Which yeah. will never happen. Will never happen. It was on uh, the Missouri ballot today, though. Yeah. And it will fail every time. Yeah. Womp womp. Nevada received 100 license applications for consumption lounges and wow. will award... The 30 available in early 2023. So uh, 10 are reserved for existing retailers. So, you know, you already have a license. You're good to go. Must be fucking nice. 10 are going to independent folks, which is literally anyone. And then the other 10 are reserved for social equity applicants. Don't you know? Uh, Then in New Jersey... I saw the governor there was the first elected official to partner with the Buy Legal campaign. Oh, boy. Have you heard of this? I have not. Oh, the campaign kicked off in New Orleans this past week at the Black Cannabis Expo. I love expos like that. You that gotta shit love it. just, oh, it bothers me so <laughs> bad. Like, we've had cannabis expos in Missouri for years. Probably since before 26, probably since like 2013 or 2014. Cannabis. And the, oh, there was the, the CIA came in, the Cannabis Industry Association. And then they had an expo where people could, you know, shake hands and exchange business cards and whatever. But this one, the Black Cannabis Expo. Ah. And you know who some of the founding members are of this bilegal campaign? Who? Groups like Canopy Growth, Columbia Care, Cresco Labs, Cureleaf, Pax. Oh, sure. You know. The big boys. The big players. Yeah, the big fish here in this industry. Sure. So, ah, the, Phil Murphy, man. The green whales, baby. Yeah, getting in there with them. <laughs> oh, well. They're all growing out their afros and joining the party. Yep. Yep, pretty much. You know what? Makes nothing but sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. 
It's true. And finally, New Approach South Dakota has submitted public records requests to see if officials may have broken the law either in 2020 or with this 2022 election. Uh, Because under the South Dakota Constitution, elected officials cannot use taxpayer resources to promote a political agenda. So they're saying, hey, if you spoke out on... This year, it's uh, initiated measure... 27, which is a different group, by the way. It's not New Approach uh, pushing for legalization right now in South Dakota. Uh, But they're saying, like, did you use a computer that was bought with taxpayer funds to type up an email to your followers that said, don't vote for this? That's illegal. Uh, Did you have staff make social media posts saying, vote no on this? That's illegal. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I just think this is an interesting game. I think this is an interesting play that they're making. So we'll see what happens. You, you submit these records requests, though, and who knows how long it's going to take to even get a response, you know? And then they always do that stupid thing where they're like, we have to photocopy 6 million pages, only 50 of which are relevant to you. So that's going to cost you $10 million. And then you have to take their asses to court. Even though you're like, man, these are public records. Just you're supposed to just give them to me. Anyways, uh, some of the politicians that have been cited by New Approach South Dakota in these records requests are arguing that it violates their First Amendment rights. You know, they should be allowed to say or sway folks however they want under the First Amendment. So, we'll see where this goes. That's all I've got for Behind the Curtain tonight. Beauty. Well, beauty of a time behind the curtain, eh? Oh, yeah. Gotta love it, gotta love it. Well, I'm interested to see how all of the questions play out across this various states, you know? Me too. It, I think, is going to be, just in general, just the election overall in general, not even just the weed questions, but including the weed questions, I think it's just going to be like uh, this overhyped and underwhelming event. I think everybody's going to just like look for some kind of like absolute bloodbath one way or the other, and it's going to be like more of the same shit. It's like nothing will change kind of thing. Isn't that how it always goes? It's just my <laughs> feeling. I don't know. And even if like... Even if there's a pendulum swing, or even if there's like a blue to red shift somewhere, somehow, or a red to blue shift in other wares, other hows. What's the difference? Yeah, nothing's going to actually fundamentally change about the way shit works. Exactly. Come on. Uh, Coke becomes Pepsi. Yep. More at 10. But uh, hey, good rundown. I love it. Thanks. I loved it. I liked it a lot. You know what else I like a lot? What? I like little moments of metal. Oh, yes. That always come to us, provided by our good buddy, the Reverend Cyber Trucker. Uh, one of the metal Americans. You know what I'm saying? Very metal American. Let's uh, take a peek at what he has to say this week. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Rogu with this week's Metal Moment. 
Hailing from Hokkaido, Japan, Gaize is a metal band that stylized themselves as Northern Nostalgic Metal. Formed in 2009, they advanced through the Metal Battle Japan in 2012 for a chance to play at one of the biggest metal festivals in the world, Wacken Open Air. From their 2021 album, Samurai Metal, this is Gaize, Samurai Metal. Shit, yes. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, shit, yes. Oh, shit, yes. I still fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> the Rev knows what I like. I even teed it up for you. You did. <laughs> and I still said yeah instead of yes. Yeah, well. You gotta uh, say what you gotta say. Oh, shit, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Give it another go. That was yes. awesome. Yes. Mm, the old J metal. With a good mix of influence in there. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Sir Reverend Cybertrucker, for all you do. Bringing the metal moment each week. You can follow him at Rev Cybertrucker. Uh, or plus, plus him in the chat, Rev Cybertrucker. Rev Cybertrucker. Rev Cybertrucker. All of those will go to uh, the good Reverend. Yeah. Give him some love. Yeah, we love the Rev. And we love hearing from you bowlers. So hopefully you got a voicemail in or sent us a text message. About the first time you ever fought somebody. Yeah, we know that uh, the bullers are lovers, not fighters, but sometimes a buller's got to do what a buller's got to do. Um, yeah, take no shit. Take no shit. That's right. That's what we're into. And uh, hopefully this next caller can relate. In the bowl, Spencer. In the bowl, Lorian. In the bowl. It's, it's, uh, in the bowl. it's your friend Pfeiffer down the Springfield. Hey, um, Pfeiffer. So I normally don't have an F-tie because I don't remember the first time I ever did anything. Nice. <laughs> but uh, for this one, I actually have something. And uh, <laughs> sorry for stuttering so much. Um, so I grew up with brothers, so obviously I'm sure I bickered and fought with them all the time. But the first time I was, like, in a, a fight... Um, was I was in middle school, and if I remember it correctly, I had just beaten this guy in Downs and uh, I just beaten this guy in tetherball, and he got really mad. And it just so happened this guy had Down syndrome, and mm. uh, so being middle school, the other kids kind of encouraged him to fight me, which you know he did. Oh shit! Uh, decided to beat me up, and of course I didn't do anything because what's worse than fighting the kid with down syndrome and that is a rough winning. position to be in i mean i guess beating him at tether, tetherball was that bad but uh no <laughs> beating so him with I, a tetherball by bad. a kid with down syndrome because i didn't fight back and 
I'd like to say I'd lived that down, but I'm not sure I have. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I grew up, uh, my mom was a special educator, and my uncle himself had Down syndrome, so there was no way in hell I was going to, like, throw punches yeah. at a retard. It makes In the bowl. I support your decision, sir, in the bowl. Yeah. I think that was the right decision. Yeah. Yeah, because then you'd have to live that down instead of what you're living down now, which is probably harder to live down, if you think about it. Fantastic. First fight. Well, there you go. This is uh, it's kind of a catch-22 situation, I suppose, you find yourself into. Yeah, thanks for calling, Pfeiffer. Yeah, good to hear from you, man. Good to hear from you. Even if you forget your first time. Maybe we should uh, amend it to first time I remember oh. <laughs> instead of first time I ever. First time I can remember. Uh, Yeah. That's, I don't know. Food for thought. It's a high idea for sure. I don't know if I'm just going to jump all over it or not necessarily, but maybe that's just implied in the F-tie because the acronym is kind of like nice. You don't want to change it to F-ticker all of a sudden. <laughs> First time I can kind of remember <laughs> ever. <laughs> First time, like, you know, it's kind of foggy, hazy, a little bit, I don't know. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I know. But uh, this next caller definitely knows. Bowlers. Oh, hi. Bowleritos. Bowlerinas. Sticks. First time I ever got in a fight. Uh, not going to count family. I had three older brothers. We got in fights sure. all the fucking time. I never had a brother, but I can but imagine. At school. Mm, well, I remember the first time. A kid tried to punch me at school. We were in second grade, maybe, and uh, we were in gym. And oh, somebody triggered my brain uh, about Michael Jackson, and so I annoyingly kept going hee hee he shot my that kind of shit. <laughs> and this kid was like, "Shut up, stop it, Jambone. And I kept doing it because fuck him. <laughs> and. uh He's like, you do that again, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. Well, that kind of shit didn't scare me. Of course. Like, come on, motherfucker. You should have just actually punched me in the mouth. So, I didn't say that either. I just did, hee hee, <laughs> with a big-ass shit-eating grin on my face. And he goes to try and punch me in the mouth and ends up hitting my teeth, my big honking kid teeth. Oh, shit. And Because uh, my front teeth when I was a kid were big. And I could eat carrots like a crazy person. Anyway, wait, that sounded dirty. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and it didn't hurt. It hurt him. Cracked his knuckles pretty good. And uh, so I laughed and laughed some more. And he punched me in the arm like a wimpy fucking second grader punch. Again, that didn't faze me. And I laughed some more. He's like, yeah, that hurt, didn't it? Like later when we were waiting in line to go back to class. I said, no. He's like, oh, yeah, dude, you don't have to lie. <laughs> well, I wasn't lying. But, That's um, no lie. That's I never, no lie. Never got into fights in school, really, uh, until until after puberty and my voice dropped. Like 11, 12 years old, where I went from being one of the shortest kids in uh, my class to the tallest kid in class with a deep voice that suddenly made uh, other dudes dislike me. Nice. Usually the voice and uh, my ability to joke and get people laughing kept me out of fights. But this one time, this kid, uh, Nick something or other, he he just had it out for me. He was just, uh, you know, 
uh, didn't give a fuck. He just wanted to beat my ass for, I don't remember. And so he confronted me one day in the, uh, in this courtyard in middle school. And, uh, I, I did my thing, you know, and raised my voice and be like, you're going to have to hit me first, motherfucker. Oh, man. <laughs> and Dan? Fletcher has just this uncanny knack for leaving the perfectly timed uh, cliffhangers fan. It's and true. That might have been the best of them all so far. He might have broken his own record on that one. Oh. What did uh, What that Momo mouth do? What that Momo mouth Where was I at? You were. Uh, oh, yeah. So the kid, he did. He's going to have to hit me. He went to hit me. Yeah. And. I'm pretty sure he, he connected, punched me in the face. I don't really remember, because uh, I lost my shit. Uh-oh. And um, Total rage mode. The next mode. thing I really remember is him being on the ground. I didn't, I don't think I punched him. Maybe I did. But I do know, because the other kids told me that uh, he tried to punch me again, and I just moved out of the way and just pushed him down. And uh, he was like, you can't fucking do that. You can't do that. Well, it stopped you from hitting me some more, didn't it, motherfucker? Can't do these uh, nuts. Yeah, so I can. And um turns out he had some, like, I don't know exactly, some, like, early onset joint issues, and it kind of fucked up his elbow. Well, that's not my fault. So, sorry. <laughs> uh, but he still had it out for me, like, the rest of the year, but he never tried anything else. Some eighth graders tried... uh Stealing my lunch money one time, my mom had embarrassingly written me a check oh. that I had to pay the uh, lunch lady with. They're like, "Give me that check. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write in, you know, some some money, do your money." I'm like, yeah, no, definitely don't. No, you're not. Don't do that. And uh, I thought they were going to fight. Like, I thought they were going to beat my ass. I was in sixth grade. They were in eighth grade. They were really tall, Uh-oh. really big, and. uh my my loud barking affected them none, and uh, right before they were going to, like, fucking beat me up right there in the lunch line, a uh, couple of big black dudes that I didn't know were cool with me from athletics stepped in, and they were like, hey, what, what's going on? And pretty much said, like, you fuck with this kid, you're fucking with us. I'm nice. Like, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hallelujah. Unrelated enough, that was the first time I got the end card, but... Never really used it. Hmm. Unless I was singing rap lyrics. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, hmm. thanks for having me on Bowls with Bud. No, hell yeah. That was fucking fun. Thanks for having me. Time out. flew by. It did. I don't, I'm sure I said some stupid shit. I, ho- I hope so. But I love you guys. You're the best. I love you, Fletch. You're the fucking best. Yeah. We gotta do, we gotta do a show in person sometime. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. Really high. <laughs> this guy. Dick. <laughs> oh, he did a little phone juggle at the end. Yep. With a stick. Stick question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you should tell him, you know, don't start no shit, won't be no shit. I'm just trying true. to start shit right before they get hit in the face, I feel like. Funny how that happens. It's like uh, the first time I ever, I guess, got in a fight. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't really much for getting in fights, you know? No, yeah. I could stay, I don't know. On the, I was kind of on the peripheral of all friend group type clip things. 
like a member of many, but a true member of none, like a core member of none of them, yeah. Yes. But familiar with many of them. A social butterfly. I guess that might be one of it, yeah. Or chameleon may be more accurate. Mm. And uh, the first time I ever had to check somebody was my neighbor. I was probably 12 or something, I want to say. Still homeschooled, I'm pretty sure. But my neighbor was out in the yard, and my dog was out there. He's just like a little poodle terrier mix, you know? Like slightly bigger than Murphy, basically. But like tan and black, not uh, all white poodle. A medium-sized dog. Or smaller medium. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Smaller end of medium. Yeah. 20 plus pounds. I don't think he was quite 20 pounds. Ooh, okay. Small but, dog. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, he was definitely small. But the, my neighbor picks up, like, a enormous stick in the yard and just whacks my dog <gasps> right on the head. And the dog's like, yipe! Like, oh, no. I'm, like, standing right there. He just, like, donks my fucking dog right in the dome. So I just, like, walk straight up to him, like, I didn't even feel the ground beneath my feet. You know what I mean? I just like floated right up to them and just cocked him right in the fucking nose just as hard as I could. And it just knocked him flat on his ass, blood <laughs> shot out of his nose, and he stood up and he ran and crying to his mommy. Good. And it was like that one and done type of like, oh, how the fuck are you going to do this right in front of me to my dog? Like, yeah. You know. Who does that? Here's your comeuppance right here. I'll just like deliver it right away. And you never fuck with my dog anymore. I don't know. Who does do that? Shit's stupid. A, a poodle dog. And you're like, I think I'm just going to hit this thing. Mm. Psychopath. Fucking dumb. Only other time I had to really get into it with somebody was uh, in the pool. Scouts sometimes do like a pool night, right? And I always liked swimming competitively because everybody's there to just swim. And there's like some sort of porcing around sometimes, but... It's very minimal, and people are usually in business mode in the pool. And when you're at pool night with scouts, everyone's just fucking strictly clowning. Mm. And this kid decided he was going to hold me under the water, which I don't fucking tolerate either, you know? Yeah, I don't like that. And so, like, from under the water, I punched him in the side of the head. He was holding me down. Nice. Uh, And our dads were both, like, sitting up in these, like, bleachers watching the whole thing go down, and... Just kind of like chuckled and shook their heads at us. Good. <laughs> the correct Pretty reaction. Pretty uneventful. Yeah. You want to hear the first time I ever had to fight somebody? I hate this story. Yeah. It, it actually bothers me because I am so not a fighter. And this, there was no need for this. I'm not really a fighter either, but. Yeah. Always ready. So. Anyway. I was entering a battle of the bands with my middle school band <laughs> running backwards we played through middle school and high school and it was a motley crew of dudes i met through i guess church like uh youth group mostly and then you know friends of friends like oh i go to school with this guy or this guy's really good at drums blah blah blah, blah. people came in and out of the band but anyways <laughs> Uh, one of the guitarists had a thing for me, and I did not have a thing for him. But there were a lot of girls that did. So mm. we're at this Battle of the Bands at a different school. <laughs> Taunton. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> and we're getting ready to go on the stage and do stuff. And this girl comes out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> I've never seen her. Like, I've seen her 
pass by talking to my bandmates because they went to school together or whatever. Uh, but I didn't know her name or anything. And we're in the hallway and she grabs me by the collar of my jacket, one of my cute like motorcycle jackets, and shoves me up against the lockers Hot. and then cocks back. And I was like, holy fuck, I'm about to get punched in the face. Well, this bitch had gauges in her ears. So I just reacted. I grabbed her gauges, stuck my fingers through them, and fucking ripped down. Ooh. Took them clean out. Ay, ay, and yeah. she ran away crying. And that like was that. it. That was like... I didn't. I feel like I didn't really have to fight because I just did that. But I was like, "Holy shit, I'm about to get punched in the face <laughs> for no reason other than like you like this guy that I'm in a band with." That's fucked up. Fucked up. Bitches be wiling. Yeah, I guess so. You gotta fucking put them down. It makes my heart race thinking about this damn story because I'm so peaceful. Like I don't fuck with anyone, you know. Yeah. I really have always kept to myself. I've been on the outskirts of social groups, just like you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, member of none, but accepted in all, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So this is like, <laughs> it was horrifying. It's like first day in prison when you have to send a message. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yep, rip the skin. Good amount of blood. She's short, Earlobes, don't fuck with her. Earlobes torn. Oh, God. Yeah. Gages. Sent a message. What a mistake. Yeah, this this could be a liability, man. Yep. I didn't have any piercings through middle school or high school. And I had family members that uh, got into fights more often in their youth than I certainly ever did, who said, you know, like, you don't want to have earrings because bitches will rip them out and whatever. Mm -hmm. Like hoop earrings. Hoop earrings of the 80s, you know. Yeah, Then we got gauges in our time period. Even easier targets. (laughs) Craziness. <laughs> Absolute craziness. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of craziness, there's some craziness going on in the voicemail box. You can bet. Oh, man, it's a Tuesday. Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Oh, man. Yeah, and here we are. Here we are. Wild oh, and free. Man. I was just taking a shower, and then I was going to sit, sit down to eat and just buy my lonesome tonight because the wife's out doing some uh, work stuff. And uh, anyway, it's in the shower, and all of a sudden I had epiphany. I was like, oh, my gosh, I haven't. I haven't. Let the vocal mail for, for Dame DeLorean and Sir Spencer. You got so it in. Anyway, uh, first queer, uh, first time I fought somebody. Uh, I've never actually gotten in a fight. I mean, I took, the brother and I took my martial art for like, I don't know, like one, two years or maybe like two years or something like that. I think I was like high school-ish age or something, but, you know, minus, minus uh, fighting something that way. Mm. Everything's always just been uh, verbal, verbal fighting, and that's... Uh, you know, always just been like with uh, with my family kind of deal. You know, my brother and I used to argue a lot. Yeah, and uh, kind of close in age, and we just yeah, for a number of years, for years, we just like argue over everything. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, we got over that. And uh, yeah, now it's uh, not my dad. Well, still my dad a little bit. Uh, not too much, but still a little bit because uh, we have similar personalities in certain things, and mm. you know, then we tend to kind of just stupid argue over things. But start chirping, more just verbal fighting, I guess. Yeah, but, you know, and none of it's real anymore. But uh, my my dad and actually kind of my brother-in-law too. There's just things we have similarities in, and uh, and just just default kind of argue over things. But we get better and better. You know, life goes on, and you're like, okay, this is this is really nothing. We're kind of arguing the same point or whatever it is, but yeah. 
So. Oh yeah. Verbal fighting. That'd be that. You know, Wagon tongues and uh, such. Really? You can only ever think of it like actually like really truly, truly, truly arguing over something with like family, so which I was like, this is good, you know. And it's nothing like really actually serious, but Alright. I love you guys. I'm gonna go eat now. Stay dangerous and whether you're talking into a microphone, talking into a phone, or just listen to this right now, you better say it, you better say it, just say it. Nailed it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Christopher Battles, who is currently getting his chopsticks on, yeah, uncharacteristically late, but still well in time to leave a vocal mail. We appreciate that. Yeah, I'd rather w- uh, match wits than match fists, you know? Yes. Anytime, anytime, every time. Uh, fists are like the last resort thing where all th- all other rules and norms have been violated yep. and you enter into the jungle. Like when you hit somebody's defenseless poodle on the head with a stick or when you hold somebody under the fucking water like you're trying to drown them and shit. You know, just in certain situations that can take you to the jungle. What can we say? What can we say except for cacall and welcome another caller and their cacall. Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? It's Circus Media. Circus Media. Good to hear you again, man. Looking forward to visiting you again. Yeah. Uh, Had to call in for the F-tie. First time I ever got in a fight. And, uh, you know, not counting siblings because we fought like cats and dogs and God God bless my mother. She's a patient woman. Um, Most indeed. But uh, first time I ever got in a fight... I don't know if you can really call it a fight, but it's, I mean, yeah, it was a fight. Um, so I was in band, and uh, at the time I was playing clarinet in the, in the symphony band, and there was this kid, uh, Tyler Eyed. We ended up becoming friends, um, but he was a freshman. I was a kind of sophomore, junior, I don't know. I was older. Um and, uh, you know, the, the, the kid got picked on. Um, he, he definitely got some hazing. And, you know, a little bit of that goes on, you know, if you're a freshman. Yeah, freshman. Um, but he was getting it kind of rougher yeah. than the other kids. And, and so, you know, I didn't want to, like, look like a pussy. So it wasn't exactly, like, openly nice. But at the same time, you know, kind of tone it back. And, you know, stick up for him a little bit when kids are getting out of hand and shit. Um but uh, one day, I was I was walking, got up out of my seat, walking across the uh, the room, you know, the whole band situation, you know, half you around the mm-hmm. conductor, yep. and uh, and I'm just walking by, and this dude winds up and gives me a five star straight across the back, like damn, instant red hot lightning pain, and. I swear, I like, I whited out. I didn't black out. I whited out. I saw rage. That was the first time that has ever happened to me. Yeah. And I was not in control of myself. And that shit scares me. Um, Welcome to the jungle, I baby. Was just, I was definitely reacting. was not responding. Yeah. Yep. So I turned around. And I came down on top of his head with my fists clasped together. Just straight down compression on his spine. And uh, at that point, he got up out of his seat, and I gave him a two-hand push back into the chairs and in the stands. And I'm not not proud of it. I felt real bad. Um, I mean, this is in the middle of class. We're like, we're waiting to start class Damn. in high school band. Um, Everyone's doing the F to two. So that was 
was the first time I ever got in a fight. Um, got called into the teacher's office and the band director, you know, is kind of almost like a second dad to us at, at that point. Um, we saw him every day and, and he knew me pretty well. And oh, Big cliffhanger, dude. We have a couple cliffhangers tonight. Those are lovely. Uh, what happened? The big reveal on the next Bull After Bull. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shit. All right, guys. That's the first time I've ever gone over the three-minute limit. There you go. Um, yeah, anyway. That should be so, enough time. Uh, I guess to make a long story short, it's a little too late. But essentially, um, there was no really disciplinary action. In. We just got to talking to and felt super bad after the fact. And uh, that, that day after school, because, you know, we got marching band practice after school. So we hang out together like, what, 14 hours out of the day? Mm-hmm. Um, seems like anyway, I guess he was a different classman. Anyhow, um, I went over to Coldstone and I bought him a big ass thing of chocolate ice cream and apologized and, and shook his hand and said, man, I'm, I'm really, I'm really sorry. I just, uh, lost control of myself. So, uh, that was that we were good buddies from then on out. Um, and that was the first time I got in a fight in the bowl, y'all in the bowl, in the bowl. Nice. Yeah, there's nothing like uh, kicking somebody's ass to bring you close together sometimes. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. Sometimes Hi, it's Japan. Just a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots fired. Yeah. Sure. Great example. First thing that came to my mind. <laughs> uh, here we go. I just had to write this F tie down, though. First time I ever ran over the voicemail limit. Yeah, that's a great one. F-Ty, yes, definitely. Oh, and look at that. We have one fresh vocal mail. Woo! Bring it on, caller. Caller? Oh, he's hitting it. Oh! Oh. Bowl after bowl! Hey! Hey! Hit <laughs> <laughs> the shit out of it. Most indeed. Oh, I had to, had to do a BT for the bowlers. Nice. First time I ever got into a fight. The inverted rip. I was in uh, the sixth grade. It wasn't really much of a fight. It was more an altercation. I was uh, going by the gym, and somebody, buddy, a guy I knew, I guess had picked up some lip gloss or something off of the ground. Hot. And, uh, you know, it was just some garbage lip gloss that some girl had dropped. <laughs> and she came, uh, he came up to me out of nowhere, came up from behind, and he took this lip gloss, and he, like, stuck it in my you know, on my face. And tried to, like, put this lip gloss all over my face. This garbage lip gloss. This guy, he was uh, shorter than me. And, uh, you know, I was basically accosted. It took me by surprise. And so I picked this guy up. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I threw him against the wall. I mean, I didn't throw him. I, I, I picked him up and I put him against the wall. And I was Hulk holding smash. him up and his feet were off the ground. And... He, like, freaked out, and I saw fear in his eyes. And yeah. It was kind of the first time I'd ever been in a, in a situation like that. Sure. And uh, after a little bit, I put him down, and he, he ran off. There really <laughs> weren't many words exchanged. He knew he fucked up. Yeah. And, yeah, that was the first time I ever got in anything physical. That's not even a fight, is it? That was more. That was an altercation. Sometimes you got to check a motherfucker. Huh. Yeah. Well, you know. It could have been. Me, uh, and you let him know that. Oh, <laughs> in the bowl. <laughs> in the bowl. In the bowl. Ugh. Hell of an opening rip, too, by the way. Hell yeah. Lavash. 
You can find uh, Sir Lavish, of course, at BehindTheSchemes.com every Monday night. This is a good bud boobery. You gotta check it out. You know to check it out by now, bowlers. You're well aware. Well, thanks for the calls. Uh, I'm looking over my F-Tie list here. Uh, made an Eskimo bro is still calling out to me. Change jobs is fun, uh, but there's Got Fired, which is sort of in the same camp. And then, of course, tonight we ran over the voicemail limit. It's a great one. But um, what do you think? Pulled a prank is nice, too. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Uh, the next one coming up is Made an Eskimo bro, just in order of the list. Uh, no. But it is the one you just said out loud. Okay, let's just do that one then. So let's say, first time I made an Eskimo bro. Is there a word for that for sisters? Let's mm, uh, consult what is something. It's the female Eskimo bro. Female I think you're probably Eskimo still bro. Eskimo bros, even if you're a girl. Women can be Eskimo sisters, fun fact. Eskimo That's sisters. the first thing that came up. Yeah, you'd, if, if there's a sister version, you'd want a new name for the front of it too, right. I, I believe. That's... Even though I understand that. Eskimos aren't exclusively male, and there can be female Eskimos. It's like you just want another, you know, because Eskimo and bro both rhyme, and so you'd want like a, like a po- po- pogo sisters. Everything that rhymes with sister is like kind of gross or doesn't make sense. Like Mister or Blister. Like you don't really want to be Blister sisters. That means something else, I think. Oh yeah. Ugh. Uh, Urban Dictionary says pogo sisters when two women have slept. With the same man in their past. Pogo sisters. Okay, well, yeah. there, there you go. That, that makes, makes more sense. sense than even an Eskimo. Unless it's the pussy's a parka or something. I don't know. Maybe that's a <laughs> Look deep into the parka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess we should explain, because the chat's curious. The Eskimo bro is like, uh, if you have sex with a girl and then your buddy has sex with a girl, you become like the and- same girl. Then your Eskimo bros, uh, that's like, you bang the same chick. Do you have to bond over it though? Like talk no, to each other. You don't, about it? No. Okay. All right. Sometimes it's unspoken and just known. Sometimes it's like a thing that you discuss. Sometimes it's like a reason you fight a guy. Okay. It just always completely depends upon the situation. Eskimo bro or <laughs> pogo sisters. <laughs> People are complicated, man. People are complicated. What That's a say? fact. That's a fact. All right. Well, yeah. If you uh, want to tell us about the first time you ever became an Eskimo bro, uh, that you knew of, right? Obviously, you have to know the person. It's not like, you know, it's not a thing. But you can leave your experience. 816-607-3663. It's a fantastic time. Try it out, man. And uh, I know what I want to try out. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. Let's go. A young lad built a 3,000-pound sarcophagus for a bag of flaming hot Cheetos. Wow. Yeah, he doesn't want it open for 10,000 years. He even put a gold foil inscription on the top of it. And the Cheetos, he suspended in resin. So whoever finds it in the future will not be able to enjoy or barf over the flaming Hot Cheetos, but they will be able to see the bag. Okay. Through this resin. That's dedication. It was crazy. Yeah, he put eyelets in the resin block that he put the bag in and then he took uh like wires and put eyelets into the sarcophagus so it's literally suspended it's floating inside of the sarcophagus crazy it's commitment to a project i think i mean uh unless he was getting paid by 
Frito Lay or whoever makes Cheetos. <laughs> but it was a hell of a project to undertake. Three thousand pounds. Yeah, that seems like overkill. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> Speaking of overkill, a Florida man followed a trail of blood which led him to an injured burglary suspect. Oh my god. Yeah, Florida man doing a good deed. Against Florida man who really fucked up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Florida man on Florida man crime. What's they're, that about? They're trying to flip the headline to a uh, positive Florida man versus the more negative Florida man. Okay. Frame it from the hero Florida man view. Yeah, this guy was walking his dogs when he noticed that his neighbor's bay window was smashed to shit and there was blood on the front door. Yikes. So he's like, what the hell? Uh, I don't know if he called law enforcement then or just followed the blood trail. But either way, someone... Let's follow a trail of blood. What could go wrong? Into your neighbor's house. So, like, it's your neighbor, you know? What if it's your neighbor that's injured? Yeah. You're like, oh, shit. You gotta figure it out one way or the other, for sure. I'll say something. I'm not walking into a Florida house. (laughs) Friend or not. Like, yeah. It's a little racist, but okay. When the door's just wide open with blood on it? Okay, I'm probably... I'm not gonna walk into that house anywhere. (laughs) Anyways. uh, So they find this 32-year-old Florida man lying in a bed that's covered in blood. And deputies came eventually and woke him up. And you know what he said? What'd he say? I don't know what happened. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, where am I? I don't know what happened. (laughs) But perfect alibi. (laughs) I guess his arm was just shredded. Because he had punched through this bay window to get into the house. So. He had to go to the hospital, obviously, and get stitches, uh, and yeah. then was taken to jail and charged with burglary of an unoccupied dwelling and criminal mischief with a bond set at $17,000. God, that sucks. Who would do that? Yeah, punching glass is just a terrible idea. It is. It's. It, I wouldn't recommend it. And then it's like- I've done it. I've been there. <sighs> okay, so You then- do. You have to, you have to go for- Well, first you have to bleed all over your house, and uh, if you have roommates, probably your roommates' things, and then you have to- Ask your roommates to take you to the hospital, and then you have to get it sewn back shut. Sounds fucking lame. It's terrible. It's no, you don't want to do it. But this guy, I mean, punch through this window of a random house, a random house, you know, and then you got to reach to the doorknob. So I'm imagining you're cutting yourself on shards with the reach around. And I'm guessing he just passed out from blood loss because I know I would <laughs> if I saw that. If I made that scene, oh, I would be so fucked. I wouldn't even make it to the bed. I would just drop. (laughs) Anyway, a pair of Arizona friends are searching for some missing journals that belonged to a 19th century couple. Oh. The journals that they have, they bought from the nostalgia section of Half Price Books. Okay. And they're guessing there's about 30 of them. Uh, Just little, like, pocket-sized journals that... This wife kept, uh, who moved from New England to Arizona. And in these journals, you know, they talk about their daily life and happenings and stuff. And they also mention that they're part of a secret society. Mm. So these chicks that bought these diaries, they want to know more. Yeah. And they're saying, hey, if you bought one of these random diaries, like, we've got the rest of the set and we need to complete it. So let's get together and put them together. Watch, like, the owner of the diary come forward and be like, Hey, fuck you. That never meant to be sold. Like, give me my diary back, and then they don't get to read any more about it. Oh, no. I mean, maybe, like, 
grandchildren I mean, or something because okay. it's supposed obviously the <laughs> it's allegedly dated from the 1800s like right. the late 1800s obviously the actual author of it is not going to confront them let's hope i mean you never know oh you're saying like a secret society member yeah or whatever yeah i just hate that they say well, they're part so- of a secret society like which one what if sources familiar to the matter come and shut it all down that's all i'm saying what if i have to say these Arizona friends didn't kill themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, though. Like, what a find. No doubt. That's pretty cool. Like, how did they end up at half price books, though? It seems more of a thrift score to me. You know, handwritten mm-hmm. books? Like, I, I you didn't... just got too many fucking books and you take them to half price. Yeah, but then they bought it or I... were like, we'll put it on the shelf. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. That's crazy to me. Also crazy to me is a story you might have heard about a lady who called 911 after her barbecue that she bought in North Carolina was pink. (laughs) Yeah. I assume she had it shipped to her. No, she was in North Carolina. She made an order in person at the restaurant. Okay. Paid for it, got the order, left, came back and said, hey... Uh, my meat's not cooked. It's pink. Ugh. And it's a barbecue. Sure. So barbecue meat is pink. It's pink. Yeah. And everyone ex- is explaining this to her, and they're like, we'll just give you some, like, fried chicken tendies, you know, like the white meat. <laughs> right. right. Like, here's some white meat for you. Uh-huh. But you're fine to eat this. Yeah. They had no idea that she had left and called the police on them. Oh, my God. For this, what she believed was undercooked meat. And so the cops came in, and I guess they just all had a good laugh about it. But, cripes. Good laugh? Should have a good bonker on the head with something. Well, she wasn't there when a the little, cops showed up. You know, not like anything like overly violent, just kind of like a... You know. <laughs> well, why are you buying barbecue if it's you... a little bonk-bonk on the noggin, like, Arf. hey, lady, this is barbecue. Try it? Okay. Is it good? Okay, now, shut the fuck up forever. This is barbecue. Yeah. Unbelievable. Seriously unbelievable. Especially, I mean, they could have shown her any of the barbecued meats and been like, look at this. Look at this. It's all yeah. the same. Like, it's all good, I mean, too. Like, try it. Just you know, try you, it. You pulled pork. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, this brownish gray kind of thing. But any ribs are going to be pink, super pink. Yep. And uh, brisket is going to have the smoke <laughs> ring, but be pink. You know, Barbecued chicken. Yeah. A little pink. So. Come on, man. Yeah. Noobs. I'm just glad the restaurant owner got to laugh about it. You I'm know? just like, <laughs> but, it's like, why do you gotta... You know, you gotta stop calling the cops, dude. You're acting like a little child. Okay? Seriously. Our taxpayer money at Our work. taxpayer money. It comes back to our taxpayer It's always money. <laughs> like some obese person having a meltdown in a drive-thru or this bitch not knowing that the meat is okay to eat. Oh my God. <sighs> so bad. Dispatch does not give a fuck what color your meat is. Stop calling. <laughs> Don't call dispatch about your meat at all. Yeah. Call the bowl. Come on. That's right. <laughs> if your meat is a strange color, call 816-607-3663. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the meat. So there was an alleged squatter posing as a student who lived on Stanford University's campus for almost a full year. It's uh, a feat. 
His name was his name was William Curry. His name was William Curry. Yeah. <laughs> of Alabama. And he showed up at Stanford and said, Oh, I'm a transfer student and my info is not in the system yet. And then managed to dorm hop for ten months. Mm. And they sent him a bunch of letters trying to vacate him from the premises once his uh info did not show up in the system. And they thought they got rid of him, but they found him living in the basement of Carruthers Hall. Nice. So he was damned he was going to stay there. Based in Carruthers Pilled. <laughs> no way, man. I'm at college. I've been waiting my whole life to do this thing. What do they call it when you just sit in on college classes uh, for free? Because you can. Squatting. but I, <laughs> Well, I call it squatting, but it's it's called auditing. Auditing, yeah. Because they, uh, you know, they have to have this nice name for it. Squatting. Yeah, if you actually want to learn something, you know, you don't have to pay money, just go audit. Some of my favorite classes were after I dropped out and started squatting a few. That's right. Because you have less at stake, you know? Yeah. You're not there because you have to be, you're there because you want to be. You don't have to do the homework either. And you're a bit open. And you don't have to do the homework. Well, you Homework turn, is optional. <laughs> turns out you don't have to do the homework ever, well, no yeah. matter what. But uh, there's no, let's say, negative consequence for not doing the homework. Yes. Yeah. Well... Uh, a high school in El Paso had an interesting happening when their SAT score sheets flew out of a UPS truck. Grab them. All but 55 have been recovered. Nice. And so those kids are probably going to have to retake the SAT. Not nice. No, that sucks. <laughs> Also, I'm pretty sure you put, you definitely put your name on the test, but I think also for the SATs and ACTs, you had to put like your address and your birthday and shit. So that's a bunch of people's personal information just floating around. Absolutely doxxed. Yeah. The funny thing is in these articles, they say, well, the students have been provided waivers to take the ACT at no cost. And I just blinked and was like, but this was the SAT. Like there's a difference. Right. I remember East Coast schools when I was applying for colleges like an idiot. East Coast schools wanted the SAT and everything west of the Mississippi was like ACT is fine. And in my experience, the ACT was much easier. I never took the full SAT. I did the PSAT. And the PSAT is nothing like the SAT-SAT. That's what I've heard. Yeah. It was not fun. But I mean, I did fine, but I got a 33 on the ACT. I remember that. Hey, me too. <laughs> yeah, this was one of one of the first facts we found out about each other. It's true. Magic number unites. First thing that we found out we had in common was that 33 ACT. I yep. think the second thing we found out we had in common was uh, being horny as hell. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been the opposite order. <laughs> it was something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, UPS put out an apology and says they're still looking for these missing tests, but... Rough. I feel like I, if I was one of those students, I'd just be trying to negotiate. Like, can we just call it a 1300 or whatever, you <laughs> yeah, know? Like, I don't want to take it again. <laughs> yeah, so uh, What if you're one of those students who was like, oh, I know I got all this wrong and this wrong and this wrong, and like, or you're excited to take it again? Yeah, could be. I bet but there's I a few of those. would never feel that way. I'd never be excited to have to retake a test, no matter how I did. I was always just glad to get them over. Yeah. So dumb. Anyway. 
A California man ate 10 of the world's hottest peppers in 33 seconds to oh. break the Guinness record. What a stud. Yep. That's right. We're talking Carolina Reaper chilies. He done reaped them. Yeah. He grows them himself, and he actually owns a hot sauce company. So he's got practice. But 33 seconds, 10 peppers. Whew. His secret? Not really a secret. He has milk and ice cream on hand for immediately after. But yeah. Have you ever eaten a Carolina Reaper? Uh, no. No, me neither. I had some once and I fed them to Fletcher. That's right. Wait, but there was something that slipped into our pasta from that grow. And I thought, maybe it's not a Carolina Reaper, it's the one under there, a ghost pepper. No. I feel like I mixed some into the pasta sauce because I remember crying I know eating that about, pasta. Yeah. I don't remember what they were. <laughs> and it's, it takes... I'm pretty, I like spiciness, and this just had my nose running, my eyes crying. I was like, holy, that is too hot to handle. So I'm. we might have accidentally consumed some. <laughs> it's like, But I do remember Fletcher was just like, yeah, I threw him on a sandwich, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, did you see that the National Park Service has been asking people to stop licking toads? Uh, I have not. Oh, well, that's why it's on the lanes. You know what <laughs> this you is know. going to... You know what this is going to cause, right? An absolute spike of toad licking. That's what I said. I said, thank you, National Park Services, for helping us identify the toad that we want to lick. Right. It's the, they're uh, going to have pictures of it and its name, and they're going to be like... They did. Don't go around these areas where they hang out it, and lick them. Exactly. And you want to know why you shouldn't lick it? Because it's got this... Uh, toxin that's secreted from the parotid glands yeah. right behind the eyes. And you're going to get like really high. And so don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Bufotenin or bufotenin, which is, you know, 5-MeO DMT. <laughs> you might have heard Mike Tyson talk about these toads and they're. <laughs> yeah, the toad medicine. And yeah, it's, it's, of course, the Colorado River toad or the Sonoran Desert toad. Tight, so... It looks just like Hypnotoad. Okay. In my opinion. That's an opinion. But they have pictures of it. They're big. Uh, found in North America, and they're like seven inches big. If you hear them, it's a distinctive low-pitched toot. <laughs> you know, a little... <laughs> Just okay. kidding. That's the, that's the <laughs> National Park Service's description. They got the pictures. They describe the sound. They tell you what's going to happen if you lick it. They said don't let your dogs eat it, though, because that... <laughs> Could they get really, really high. They, get, <laughs> they, get, they, get they may never up. come down again. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think uh, that will cause more people to lick the toads. That's my prediction. I thought it was an interesting Just move. hearing about it makes me want to go lick the toad. I'd lick a toad with you. <laughs> Based. <laughs> <laughs> but let's leave the dogs at home. Yes. <laughs> dogs are dumb. Yeah. Also dumb... And something that fucked around and found out uh -oh. was a cobra that bit an eight-year-old boy in India and then died after the kid bit him back. Holy shit. So you yeah. can play at that game, huh? Yeah. Kid was just playing in his backyard when this fucking cobra comes out of nowhere and decides to wind around his arm and sink its fangs into his flesh. <laughs> he tried to shake it off but couldn't. Damn thing just held on and so he bit it twice. And it died. Yikes. Yeah. Lucky for the kid, 
the cobra never injected its venom, so it was a dry bite. But I did see a statistic that 85% of deadly snake bites in 2019 happened in India. Oh, jeez. So, That'll do it. Yep. If a, if a cobra bites you, bite it back. Bite it back, immediately. <laughs> and my final story for the lanes tonight is incredibly disturbing. Oh, God. <laughs> I almost told you about it earlier. <laughs> I haven't been able to get it off my mind after I read about it. Uh, Prepare your asses. 62-year-old man fell in his house. And ended up in a nursing home's rehabilitation center. Um, but unfortunately for him, he, you know, had fallen and couldn't get up for so long that he got severe frostbite on both of his feet. Oh, because shit. Because the heat went out. So, you know, his feet turned black because of necrosis or whatever. Like a mummy. Yeah, like, uh, like in Mr. Deeds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you forgot about that, didn't oh, you? Oh, God. Oh, uh, yeah, I did. That's one of those movie moments I actually pushed to, like, the back of my mind. It's just like, ew. <laughs> That's a movie moment I saw reenacted by my friends probably 200 <laughs> times before I actually saw the fucking movie. <laughs> nice. So, dude ends up in this rehab center. And I guess he started having a lot of other health problems, and all the nurses were talking about how he was going to die. Uh, at one point, he fell out of bed and managed to mangle his right foot up oh, pretty bad shit. during the fall. Um, the nurses talked about how he was only slightly coherent and kept apologizing for the smell his foot was producing. Oof. So, this one nurse, Nurse Brown... Asked a doctor there for permission to amputate the smelly foot. Okay. And was told, no, you need to just stabilize it because if we amputate it, he's definitely going to die. What? Um, and he kept living and the foot kept stinking. Uh. And so she went in there with two or three other nurses and they were stabilizing it. And one nurse was holding his hand and the other two were helping her do whatever. She pulled out some gauze scissors and was like... Fuck it, I'm amputating it. Amputated his foot. Oh my god. With gauze scissors. What the fuck? One of the nurses said he didn't seem to be in any pain. But the other nurse, who was holding his hand throughout this scissoring of the foot, oh my god, said his grip became really tight and he was definitely moaning, but like a tough guy, you know, just sure. like trying to hold it together. Yeah. She kind of. <laughs> Backed oh up God. the amputation idea by saying, well, you know, we've got all these nerve endings on the foot, and if we cut the foot off, then we'll just have the nerve ending on the stump to, like, worry about and take care of. Right. Which, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, two days later, he said everything hurt really badly, uh, and just a few days after that, he did pass away. But a medical examiner was really concerned when the foot wasn't attached to him and decided to alert investigators to the unusual circumstances because this foot did not arrive with his body. Oh, no. The foot was gone. And what happened was that Nurse Brown 
is part of a family that owns a taxidermy company. Shut the fuck So up. she took the foot home with her to epoxy it, among oh other things, <laughs> and planned with people? to put it in a window with a sign that said, wear your boots, kids. <laughs> that was my reaction. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck to say right now. You there. got wide eyes. Horrified. And so, yeah, earlier today we drove by a nursing home and I just made some <laughs> offhanded comments about Dude. What, what a place to wind up. And I couldn't stop thinking about this stupid story. Oh my God. But I didn't want to spoil it. That is the most fucked up story you've ever brought I know. to this show I, uh, to date. And you've done some doozies, by the I way. Know. Yeah, so she's 38, being charged with two felonies. Wear your boots, kids. The dude fell over. I know, and That's he's fucked old. Up. And, yeah. He's got a kid. And it's a real foot. Like, just, just talk about that. Like, oh, a human man. foot. Taxidermy. I think of, like, squirrels, deer, game that you've hunted. You I know? think people who work at nursing <sighs> homes are sus, bro. Dude, yeah, nursing homes. You got to keep a very That's careful eye That's a red eye flag. I work on a nursing home. I don't know, man. <laughs> You know, uh, like, uh, don't trust, just verify, that's all. One <laughs> one of the felonies she's facing is intentionally causing great bodily harm to an elderly person. Uh-huh. Which I was like, wow, that is oddly specific. Um, but the judge is seeking a possible enhanced punishment because he was over the age of 60. Damn. So... If you're a senior citizen and you become the victim of a crime, <laughs> you can uh, possibly seek enhanced punishment for that fucker. Yeah. Because you're over the age of 60. But anyway, she's uh, facing up to 92 years in prison. Good God. For this. Well. Disturbing. Yeah. Not, and not a normal uh, bowling story, but it stood out. So. Yeah. Clearly, I... clearly something was afoot. <laughs> the foot was a miss. <laughs> oh my god, that's so fucking messed up. Uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Woohoo! Well, bowlers, thanks for surviving uh, that wild ending to the lights. <laughs> um, join us if you can. Thursday morning, bright and early, we're gonna hit it at 7 a.m. Central U.S. Standard uh, Stupid Time. Yes. I hate Standard Time. We can bake. But yeah, come on, Wake and Bake, Bowls of Buds, Thursday morning, we're talking with uh, Zero Fee Routing about all things routing, and uh, if you can't make it, you can always email me questions between now and then. Or text the bowl line, 816-607-3663. And of course, as always, we will be back at it next Tuesday, and every Tuesday night, here on the Bowl After Bowl stream, also on the No Agenda stream, right around 9 o'clock Central Standard Time now. Uh, just right after DH Unplug wraps up. Till then, I'm going to stay Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I'll forever be your Dame DeLorean. Till next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. You're going to get flipped off, and I'm going to fucking hack the shit out of you. When I talk, you don't talk. This is between me and them. This has nothing to do with you. Are you gonna say that? This is serious. I feel stupid now. Um, it's the weed. Get me a bottle of whiskey and a bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl.